Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Juice. This is the Michael Dean Show. My name is Michael Dean. Joining me today is Mr. Aunt Pooh. Sir, how are you? Living life to the fullest. All Can right. Okay. All right. Also joining us is Mr. Q Storm. Sir, how are you doing? I just got hooked up with a new iPhone 10. Yeah, that's right, the 10, not the 10s. But a brother got bills. Business is slow, so my man <laughs> hooked me up. I got to fill off the truck deal. Oh wow! Oh, you know, year. huh? We 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 stay with the you know, the trinkets, no matter our financial <laughs> situations. Nah, I need a I need a phone in case you know business people start calling me for work. Shoot. Oh, you I didn't have a phone before. I have one, but it's a piece of, it's a 6S, it's like three years old. Uh, but you needed a new upgraded mm. Turbo 10X. <laughs> you need that new one. Well, let me, I don't have the 10S, I said I got the 10 <laughs> last year of my phone. Oh, well. Because the other one wasn't working properly. <laughs> the 6S? I ain't mad. I ain't mad at you. It's three years old. It, the battery's about dead for good. Mm -hmm. It shuts down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all give me the Viv treatment for? <laughs> This shit is old. I need to replace it. Damn. But you needed the iPhone XS. Yeah, you need the iPhone X. Yeah. I don't. I'm not getting the XS. I'm getting last year's model, of the X. Why can't you get the iPhone X. Seven? Because it's just gonna get broke down sooner. It's that's old too. Now we see how our kids. We used to. You, you don't. Well, my mom, I need the new Jordans. They're different. Yep. <laughs> I'm not getting the new. Well, boy, I can go down here and get you some some shoes at Target. But mom, I need the ones. Zips, I need the ones at the Nike store. Okay. It's last year. It's it's a 2017 <laughs> phone. I ain't, hey, I ain't mm. mad at you, man. Hey, get it. Gotta have the greatest. I'm with it. Ah, Lord. <laughs> also, so, did it cost more or less than Levar Ball's? Jeez. Hilarious! Oh, here we go. <laughs> Stay on Target. Let's not go down there. I, I have an answer to that. <laughs> It costs the exact uh, same amount, and the mm. phone typically costs to buy it new, be a thousand dollars. I'm getting for five hundred. So when the bar starts selling his shoes for two fifty, come report back to me. So you're saving money by spending five hundred dollars on the phone. That's correct. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna leave that alone. As uh, opposed to uh, if I were to lease the phone, mm -hmm. uh, the new phone, it would cost me nearly twice as much. Right, right, makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Uh, also joining us, you've heard him already, uh, Big Sexy and Saxer. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. A lot of music uh, digested the last couple of days, but that's good. Yes. That's good. Yes. And uh, excuse me. I have to edit that out. Oh, excuse me. And I'm just drinking water. So imagine that. All right. So let's get things started, man. I really want to get into uh, this young man. We've talked about him before. Um, you know, very talented brother, uh, definitely has made his mark out here in, in, in music and pop culture. Uh, but it seems every couple of weeks he is kind of getting in the midst of some controversy or whatnot. So the person I'm talking about is Kanye West. And without me sort of trying to say what he said, I just want to play some of his, uh, comments and we will get into this. So hopefully this is going to sound right. Give me a second. I just wanted to express some things that were not sitting right with my spirit. Uh, now that I'm 
about the sunken place I can think and I could just be yay and just express how I feel. There's a couple things that I want to address. Uh, first of all, I want to address Nick Cannon. Like, I understand that uh, you used to date my wife, but, you know, you get in an interview, don't mention my wife. If someone brings my wife up, you say, hey, I respect that man. I'm not speaking on that. Don't be making no suggestions like nobody fuck my wife. Now, the next thing is with Drake. Yeah, I told you uh, that if I wasn't in a medicated state, I might have had the, the thoughts to, hold on, this train going by. If I wasn't in a medicated state, I might have thought and had the wherewithal to say, nah, if I wasn't in a medicated state, I might have thought and had the wherewithal to say, hey, Pusher, don't diss Drake on my beat. And I and I spoke about that and took accountability for that. Now, what I need, what I'm looking for for my spirit to take accountability is the fact that it's people making rumors or thinking that you fuck my wife and you're not saying nothing and you carrying it like that, that don't sit well with my spirit. You know, if I had a girlfriend from Chicago, her name was Renita, and then you was married to Rihanna, I wouldn't make no song called Riri. So when you're like, oh, I don't know where it come from, you too smart for that, bro. You know where that come from. Don't make no record with nothing that could be confused. Now, I told you, I didn't tell Pusha no information about your baby, baby mama, nothing like that. That didn't come from me. But when you played that record for me, in the studio that said, yo, we got some Kylie's, we got some Kendall's. I told you, Travis is your man. Told Don't you. make no record. Travis is your man. Don't make no record like that. That man just had a baby with her. That's going to be offensive. That's going to be offensive to her. I hit Trav about the ecstasy uh, record and made sure that we was all good, that we know we, we, we family, right? So... I did tell you not to do that, so period. It's like, don't speak on none of nobody from my family, nothing that could be even mentioned with my wife, period. We don't have to talk again. I'm not giving no energy to that, but I'm telling you that. And also, as far as Tyson Beckford go, don't speak on my wife, bro. Like, none of y'all speak on my wife, period. What are you talking about? I'm married. We in love. We a family. Y'all be promoting all that, like, negativity. Y'all think that shit is cool for social media? It don't sit right with my soul. It don't sit right for my spirit. And as men, all three of y'all, y'all come talk to me. Y'all holler at me. We'll work it out. We'll come to a resolution. It's fine, but don't... That, that, it just don't sit right with me. Okay. <clears throat> and through the power of edit, I want to edit this little part in... Okay, okay, so that was a little bit of uh, the hit song 
by a excuse me Ray J. I hit I hit it first. Okay. Here's what I'll first say <clears throat> with Kanye West. Now I I will uh, applaud him for standing up for his wife. You know that's a good thing. It's man is supposed to stand up for their family and for their their, their women. And, and and that's that's to be commended. That the thing of issue here is, in my opinion, <coughs> excuse me, is that you married Kim Kardashian. And shout out to Kim Kardashian, man. She is uh you know very much uh thoroughbred when it comes to grinding out in marketing and you know, understand how to use social media in this new the new way that the game has worked. She has made a career, a brand for herself. It's a lot of money. You know, she's getting her money. She's, you know, chopping it up with the presidents of the United States. Uh, she's a go-getter. So I'm going to give her the respect on that. Like, she's about her bread. But see, I think the thing is, with Kanye, and I think kind of seems like the problem is, you know, he has an issue with other men, I guess, making reference or talking about his wife in a sexualized manner or bringing up older relationships that they had together. But I guess he has to remember how she got in the game. And that's why I played that Ray J song. She is forever known, uh, her start was through a sex tape with Ray J, Brandy's little brother. That was how most of us know of her. That's her notoriety. Uh, she is known for releasing nude or half nude, semi nude photos, you know, on 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 the gram. Right. Uh, she's known for a reality show with her family. Uh, she's also known to have been in a lot of relationships with a lot of guys in entertainment, whether they be sports figures, rappers or actors. A lot of them predominantly black men. Uh, so he knew that going in. He knew. I saw a report the other day. It's an old report from like 2012. Kanye West watches Kim Kardashian's sex tape while he has sex with other girls. This is before he, you know, was in what? a relationship with her. Yes. So, I mean, you knew what kind of, you know, aura was around her before you got with that's something that attracted you to her. Uh, you know, she was with uh what was my the, the homie from the sports player, Reggie Bush? Yeah. Used to be Reggie Bush. Uh apparently I guess used to be with spent some time with Nick Cannon. Uh, Ray J. Um I'm probably free I I don't know about the Tyson Beckman thing, I guess <laughs> Tyson. And I don't know who else. Uh, well, she was never involved with Tyson. She just called him gay, and then oh, okay. from there. Okay, understood. So she kind of came at him talking, talking sideways. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you know, I think the thing with Ray J, he was on Vlad TV recently, and I guess Vlad asked him something that to do with Kim or something. I guess he talked about, yeah, you know, I was with her or whatever. And I would imagine, you know, obviously Nick Cannon still has a show that's very popular on MTV, Wild and Out. I don't know if they watch that 
at the Kardashian house or the, the, the Kanye West household. I don't know if he, you know, when that's, when those people come on the screen and she's watching that, I don't know if Kanye be like looking, looking at her and looking at the screen and looking at her and looking at the Like you're looking at the screen kind of hard. You know, or when, when uh, Love and Hip Hop come on and Ray J come on and looking at that screen, looking at, looking at Cam. He's on that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he has his own show now or something. But I, I imagine, you know, I don't know if he, when he sees these guys and then he's like, man, all these people talking about Kim. And I'm, but, but I'm married. So my thing is like, you married Kim Kardashian. You did not marry Michelle Obama. You, you didn't marry, you know, she's not uh, Betty Shabazz or. You know, like one of these women that's respectable w- women out here. She thou woman thou loose, or what? I don't even know how to say it, right? But she, woman thou art loose. That, yeah, she on that Jezebel spirit. That's oh, her. Jezebel. That's her vibe. <laughs> that's her vibe, right? It's the sexual stuff. So you can't be mad when she receiving exactly what they put out there. You know, you bought into it. We always we used to say back in my neighborhood, you bought it, you caught it. You know, you should be saying, yo, Kim, go get that paper. I'm going to be over here doing my music thing, but I can't be mad about who you are. And I can't be mad of your history. And if all these other cats is talking, that's the game. Like, then don't be that. Then don't be the Madonna or don't, you know, what I mean, you can't be mad if, if, if they're going to give you exactly what you put out there. And, and you married her, dog. So you had to know that going into it. At least I would hope you did. And, you know, to be honest, Kanye West has a history of getting with these types of chicks, right? Wasn't he with uh, Amber Rose? Amber Rose. Right? Mm-hmm. She was stripper. Not, not, again, nothing wrong with that. And, she, you know, she's doing the slut walk. All this other stuff. But now you can't be mad if... That's what you recognize for. Like, you know, that's oh, OK. Like if you married a, a porn star, would you, you you can't be mad if other guys was buying her videos. That's what she do. <laughs> you bought it. Like in Kanye's case, you literally bought it. You was watching the video while you was with other girls. Nigga, stop. <laughs> so, you know, it's a le- And again, I can't speak to kind of he ain't going to hear this or he shouldn't even care. He's on another level, but. I'm just saying to my other guys out there, like, if we get with certain people, whether it's your wife or or your friend, you know, you got to know this type of energy that you getting around. So you can't be surprised when other people observing to that respond to it in said manner, because that's what it is. Like, if you get around drug dealers and then drug dealer dude kind of has a change of heart. Now he want to start being in the church. You can't be mad if people start. I remember he used to slang down on the block. Is he still slanging or can, can I get a bag? Or I mean, that's what they know. It gonna, you know what I mean? You know that's who you got around. You know, everyone ain't going to just be changed like you are. And then the thing is, Kim Kardashian ain't changing. Like, doesn't, isn't there like a funny mime? Like every time Beyonce do something, Kim Kardashian always put out a semi-nude picture on the ground. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> so that's her energy. So you can't be mad if uh, if other dudes are doing exactly what you used to do, Kanye. 
when you saw Kim Kardashian's videos or whatever, they, they, it's just that you, you elected to get married to her. And just like he said, I said this online, if you say slavery was a choice, then marrying Kim was a choice. Deal with it. Right? That's your wife. You, you ought to know who you're getting with. You can't be, you know, I know they want to clean up her image and have her standing next to Trump and uh, she's, you know, getting people out of jail. I know they want to clean that image up and stuff, but we don't believe it. And yeah, you're in a sunken place, <laughs> all that, whatever. But you're trying to tell other men how they're supposed to talk. Again, I respect trying to stand up for your woman, but don't act like you don't know where you're walking. You know, if you're walking around gang bangers, you can't be surprised if people's what gang they in. Oh, yeah, I used to bang with him. Oh, come on, man. He, I'm with him now. You can't talk about that no more. Huh? Say who? What are you talking about? So that's just my opinion on this whole thing. And I look at the young man, I see, again, he still looks like he's going through it. And, and you listen to this. If you're not, if you're listening to this, you're not watching it. Why do you act like you hear when he was talking? I mean, he was out of breath. He was just walking. <gasps> and then uh, my spirit. <sighs> I was like, Nancy, nigga, you're not running. What else is going on? I know he got a liposuction, right? He, that's what he admitted. Whoa. Well, he admitted to this. He said he got liposuction, <clears throat> said he was on drugs. So I don't know if he's still like trying to clean up his stuff, but like, damn, man, get some exercise. You know, he said it was on lipos. He got liposuction when he did that TMZ thing. That was a yeah, that was a couple of months, yeah. three months ago. So it must be still going through. Q Storm, man, what, what's your take on if you have a take? What's your thoughts on any of this? <clears throat> I have one question first, and I'll answer that. Did Kim Kardashian pose for that cover? I forget the name of the magazine where she was standing up naked and there was a drink going behind her back on her ass or something like that. Oh that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, she did. Yeah, was it was like a takeoff. To... Of... Ah, that's a good question. If she was married at the time, I think she was. Yes, she well, was. What was. What I was going to say was, uh, I haven't seen her do anything, and I, I, for want of a better term, lewd, since that photo. And I can't if, if she if she cleaned it up after that photo and then got married. Then you know if she if she's trying to change her image, I could kind of see. Uh, Kanye saying, you know, stay, you know, she's off limits now, or she's off limits at this point, you know. But the problem I have with Kanye is that how are you gonna um, come after people being disrespectful after you produce an album where you disrespected Bobby Brown? Tell it, tell it. I don't understand. He's like the black. What was that song that the Tom had? The Donald Trump black version. <laughs> They'll accuse he. he they both will accuse people of doing everything and they doing the same damn thing. I have zero respect for that. So he can, he can go on, go on somewhere with that. And I heard that I didn't see that clip, but I saw a, a headline or something where he was crying before that. So maybe that's why he was sounding like he was out of breath. Mm. You got You brought up a great point. I totally forgot. Yes. The whole Bobby Brown, Whitney Houston thing or more Whitney thing. Where's the video him talking about respect for that? You can't come out and ask for people to be supposed to be respecting you when you're totally disrespectful to somebody else's wife and family. Like you don't get to do, you don't get to pick and choose. Was that not right for your spirit? 
maybe your spirit now is giving you some karma lessons on how you're supposed to do other people first. Then you can come and talk about why I'm not getting no respect because you're disrespectful. I mean, does does he have a public what what do you call it, a public relations guy? Or obviously something? not. Obviously not. not. <laughs> <laughs> and if they do, they need to be fired immediately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just. He seems like he just does what he wants to do and to just speak, you know, he got social media so he can just talk crazy or good on. Of course, these shows I have no problem having him come on and ranting because it's just ratings and clicks for them. But he don't have no, I don't think he has no real peoples. You know, like he don't have his, your man and or his family that can just sit him down and chastise. Yo, stop. You, know, you can't, did he, what are you doing? You know, he probably has nobody to listen to. Which is unfortunate. And that's why he that's why he could say slavery is a choice. That's why he's chopping it up with Trump. You got the MAGA hat on. You know, he out there. He's he's an example when the brothers that just lost it. That he lost it. He's out there wilding. You see, every every black family I know of, they got that one Aunt Noreen or Aunt Aunt. <laughs> Dottie or somebody that don't give a fuck. Yeah, we'll sit you down, and they, 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 you know, you're in trouble. They start up now, baby. <laughs> I mean, you don't have that. Maybe that might have been his mother, possibly, but of course, you know, she, she's not with us no more. But I don't know. I mean, seemed like somebody would have sat him down, and said, "Listen, I know you love Kim Kardashian, bro, but maybe give it some time, man." Like. You don't got to rush into that. But, you know, hey, they got kids and family, so, I, hey. I saw a report, I don't know if it's true, Kim Kardashian called Kanye West exhausting. This was, like, recently. <clears throat> like, I can believe that. Because he said he's now moving back to Chicago. And, again, I, as I, I sort of scanned that article where she was, supposedly she was like, I ain't going nowhere. And the kids ain't going nowhere either. I don't know. You might be seeing him more on the news for the wrong things. Hopefully not, but... And Pooh, what say you? Yeah, for me, I just have to echo you guys' sentiment. Um, <clears throat> and the one part I'm kind of conflicted because at the end of the day, that is his wife, so you want to... He he has to... It's mandatory. You you uh, take the oath to be Captain save But the problem is, is he himself is not keeping that same energy. I remember him saying how many showers he had to take after being with Amber Rose before he could step to Kim Kardashian. And to me, it was just like, that's just hella disrespectful because nobody made you go smash and parade around a stripper from South Philly. I think she's from South Philly. Could be North Philly. He made those decisions. Nobody made him, as best to my knowledge, Go wife up Kim Kardashian. Now, for me, I look at it as okay. She did a sex tape. Either she did it for publicity, or she did it and for you know for their private relationship. And it got out. I mean, the way this family operate, I think it was all for publicity. But to the best of my knowledge, she ain't putting out any more sex tapes. Although she is posing nude a lot of times, especially for free on the gram. But you know, you can somewhat justify that. Okay, she ain't no hoe no more. If she ever was a hoe. But at the same point, it's like you do not keep that same energy when it comes to people that are not in your family. That's why I say, fuck your feelings, homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 
Big Sexy, bring us home on this. And what's your, your takeaway on this stuff? Well, again, <clears throat> I have to co-sign with what you guys are saying. At the end of the day, that is his wife and, you know, your duty is to defend your wife. But at the same time, you know, she shouldn't. I'm t- talking about the Tyson Beckford thing in particular. She shouldn't fire on other people unprovoked and not expect to get a get a receipt on that. You know, he, <clears throat> Tyson Beckford, made a comment about one of her many Instagram, you know, shots about her modeling and all that. He just said, you know what, that ain't for me. And all of a sudden, well, he's gay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And he fired back at her, so now Kanye's got to be dragged in this because that's his wife, and, you know, keep the peace. This whole thing about Drake and uh, these cats from her past, dude, leave it in the past, man. Everybody's got a past, leave it alone. You know, just take the higher road, man. Walk away from that shit. And until you do that, you're going to make yourself a target, or continue to make yourself a target, and this shit happens. Now, if you really have a problem with these dudes, you know, you go somewhere, you know, shut the door, talk it out man to man. That's it. Otherwise, keep out the press with that bullshit, man. Yeah, and if you sound like you're ready to, you know, throw hands or something, then go see Bobby Brown first. Exactly. Because he got an open go invitation Bobby. for you. That's right. Come <laughs> see me. <laughs> so if, you, if you're going to be all, now if you're G-checking, go get G-checked first. You go handle that situation first, and then you can come and tell everybody else what they can and can't do to you. But you ain't got no problem putting anybody else blast out there on blast. So, you know, hey, man, it is what it is. You, you, <clears throat> they going to be looking at you like you started. I mean, you, you put the rules out. You, you say you can go put people on there for monetary gain. You call it art or whatever. You didn't check with that, man. Yeah, you probably paid off some family member to license that picture, but you didn't check with him. What about their daughter? The, the daughter that's dead. You didn't care about that. So, and Bobby Brown's a legend, man. I don't care what you say. What was the purpose of using that photo anyway? I, I don't get it. I, I guess what? it was to illustrate some kind of like, this is what happens when you get on drugs or something. I don't know. Aunt Pooh, what do you, what's your thing? Well, you know, Pusha T, the majority of his uh, songs and what he raps about is the drug game. And he's the, the biggest drug dealer ever and all that BS. So they were trying to shock us by saying, okay, Take all these lyrics, and but here's the other side of the drug game. <laughs> yeah. Try to be avant-garde. Some BS. Yeah. That's some bullshit. Yeah. Let somebody do something about surgery game or something like that and go to go to putting a picture of his mom or the deathbed or something. All hell would break loose. So that same freaking energy. But hey man. This guy says slavery was a choice, and he's on Team Trump. So I really don't have. I mean, you lost, homeboy. You you lost. Can't help him. All right, moving on from that, I I wanted to talk about this. Is a a story I just saw this day. You guys brought this to my attention. Uh, On the headline here from Hip Hop Wired, says White African American History. And Culture Museum hip hop exhibit curator whoa, sparks whoa. Twitter debate. That's a hell of a hell. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Pause. Uh, <laughs> Timothy Ann Burnside 
a cultural historian and museum specialist, has carefully created curated the exhibit, but questions are being asked if she should be at the helm. Uh, it says, Twitter is ablaze with an ongoing debate about how hip-hop should be presented at the National African American History and Culture Museum, and by whom? Uh, Timothy Ann Burnside, a cultural historian and museum specialist with a with this since ah, I can't even talk. What the fuck am I doing? How am I? How did he get a show? <laughs> a cultural historian and museum specialist with the Smithsonian happens to be a white woman, and a question raised by a Twitter user has morphed into varying strands of opinions. Uh, Twitter user at DJ Chubb. E. Swag caught wind of the fact that Burnside has been the curator of the museum's ongoing hip hop exhibit. On Thursday, he wrote, quote, and this is all in caps, there is a white woman curating the hip hop part of the, uh, I guess, National Museum of African American Hip Hop Culture, Smithsonian or something. Who let this shit happen? And I guess it has started off. A, big thread of comments you have people uh like chuck d uh co-signing uh burnside um i think somebody said who are some of the other people you said uh, ninth wonder ninth wonder uh and whatnot uh, but but it, it 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 does i think it's a legitimate question to ask and i don't know anything about this lady uh, this is the first i even heard of this exhibit sad to say um but i i wanted to get you guys this take on it i mean and i see somebody ask a question further down here it says uh i don't know the white woman curating the hip-hop section of this museum but i hear she is knowledgeable respected and an ally but question is wouldn't a true ally feel it's not their place to take a role such as this or, or as a straight man i wouldn't curate an lgbtq exhibit he's an asshole <laughs> So I'm gonna go. Um, let, let's go to yeah. Let's go to Big Sexy first. I mean, what is your, what's your thoughts on this? Well, first, you know, regarding that guy and his quote, he's an asshole. I'm saying it twice. You know, if a person, now I did not major in art history or anything like that, but if a person is qualified and has a genuine appreciation and passion for their subject matter, that they went to the extent to be taught and learn and acquire all this knowledge about it, damn race. If they know what they're doing and they put out a good product, what is the problem? Hmm. Okay. Okay. And as far as that guy and his, uh, oh, I was a straight male, I wouldn't feel that. First of all, he's comparing two entirely different premises. That's an idiotic how so? I'm confused. Well, he's talking. Okay, hip hop is a culture, correct? Yeah, let's. I'll correct. give it that. Now, and I, again, I am not a um, medicine guy, but when you talk about LBGTQ and whatnot, that is more of a gender identity, and people don't have a choice in gender identity. They don't. So he's trying. Do they? I don't know. I'm not going to get into all that. <laughs> <laughs> like slavery, I guess um, it's not a choice. Anyway, we go on that, down that road. <laughs> but he's trying to compare, you know, a culture where people are free to 
embrace that culture if they like it, great. If they don't, that's okay too. With someone's sexuality, you know, no, it's, it's two separate things. I mean, I see mm. the point he's trying to make. He's making it like an asshole. All right, wow. all right. Uh, who, who would like to follow this? All right, I would. Uh, you go ahead. Oh, what, go ahead. Go ahead oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You go away. Uh, back in the '80s, as you guys know, I'm a rock dude. I used to build guitars and all that. And, and if I decided to open up a wing on some museum for '80s hair metal, let somebody tell me I can't do it. See what happens. Well, okay, I'm done. Hey. Well, there's a difference I see, but go ahead, Q. Is it hair metal at the Museum of Tolerance? Here you go. Uh, go, go ahead, Q. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am kind of torn on this because I, you know, I when Ava DuVernay was being uh, talked about to direct Black Panther. I was on the train like, I mean, that's all good, but I think a black male should be directing that film. Uh, when we were talking about, when you talk about Rachel Dolezal, I was like, uh, I, I'm not mad, but I just feel like with NAACP, <laughs> there, should, there should be a black person at the head of that's that. That's a really good point right there. So. Well, Rachel Dolezal brought her own, you know, baggage with her. Well, no matter that, the... That was psychotic. But she was there for a very long time at that role before it got known to the public. Yeah, passing herself off as a fraud, but continue. But now for this, I don't know. I'll have to do some self-introspection, but I guess it doesn't bother me as much, and I'm trying to figure out why, and the only reason I could... Well, here's one thing I have to say. I mean, you know, I'm on the internet... All, well, I'm in front of my computer all day, and I get pop-ups all the time, right? And I didn't see anything, and maybe you guys can correct me. You guys can correct me. I didn't see anything where anyone noted or lauded over the fact that one of our hip-hop icons, Big Daddy Kane, turned 50. And I'm thinking, like, why is no one talking? Why is no one talking about this? Why? Why hasn't this? Why hasn't this made any news? Why, why don't we, we don't, I don't think we, I personally don't think we curate our, um, our hip-hop legacy, personally. Uh, so it's like, well, if we, if we drop the ball and they pick it up, hey, who, who, who are we to complain? I kind of have that take on it. And I'm like, if, you know, if Eminem and all these other white rappers get play and get passes and all that, why can't she? If she, if she, she, I mean, if she, she probably knows the, the history and the theory of hip hop better than I do. I'm not going to lie. So but nobody would hire you. Right. You wouldn't though. be eligible for this role, though. You can't be just eligible just because you're black, right? Say that again. No, I'm saying you're probably right. But I guess the thing is. Just because you're black doesn't mean that you should be eligible. You know nothing about hip hop, so I don't think they would. I, right. I don't see how you can really compare the two. But what I'm saying is, I, I think she. I'm assuming that they interviewed a lot of people, hopefully a lot of black people, and they felt she was the most knowledgeable. Sure, I really find that hard to believe. Well, let me just jump on a few things. I'm gonna go to you, and um, going back to the big Daddy Kane thing. Uh, 
one, we want to be careful because it's things that we don't see that, you know, the rest of the world doesn't necessarily see or that particular culture uh, doesn't see those things. Whether or not the mainstream may see that, I would I would agree with you. I don't know about the, I, I think Black Big Daddy Kane didn't get the props he should, but I, I don't say that in terms of hip hop. I've, I've saw many people acknowledge that. But again, depends on where you're looking. Oh, you saw you saw lots of um, people talking about it online. Well, hip hop people, yeah. But I don't, you probably don't follow that, so why would you know that, right? That's what I'm saying. Like we can't sort of, we may not be into the sub genres of cultures of things, but that but we can't assume that those cultures don't follow those things if we're not a part of that either, right? But again, I don't expect you. You admittedly say you don't really follow hip hop like that, right? I don't anymore. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, my take on this thing, you know, I I don't know anything about this young lady, um, but I will say this: I would imagine that she is very much a part of the culture of hip hop. She probably does know a lot about hip hop. I know a lot of non people of color. I should say that very much know a lot about hip hop, right? From being either a fan or those who are in the industry of things. You could look at uh, Lee Cohen. Obviously he is not black, but he was there from very early on. And he's very much a part of the machine of, of rap music, right? From, from a business side, some could argue even on a, in terms of rap cultural side. I just think the I think the thing that has to be the question I would ask though is um we live in a system where uh we all in my opinion uh, most black people people of color are usually on the outside of the opportunity scale even those who are highly educated in whatever that field is sometimes. Sometimes a lot of these industries, uh, unbeknownst sometimes or subconsciously, sort of relegate opportunities to people they feel comfortable with or the way it's always been. And I think that when you're dealing with something, particularly this is the African American Museum, which obviously this conversation is the whole reason why it's called that in the first place, right? Why would you have a museum specifically for African-Americans if we're all just educated and we're all a part of America? Wouldn't you just have, well, we know that's not the case. That's, that's why this whole place exists, to spotlight that stuff that normally doesn't get spotlighted. I do think they have to have a conversation, and they probably did, where we're going to do a hip-hop exhibit piece here. How does this, yes, this person may be the most uh, qualified person for the job, right? Forget uh, fairness. Just, just go strictly on logic and who's the smartest. But then I think somebody would have to say, well, that may be true, but this is the African American <laughs> Museum and we're dealing with people who are marginalized a lot. How does this look if we bring in this person to do it, we should be able to say, well, it's because this person is the smartest. I, 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 some, to me, that question the guy asked, but would a person who is a real ally, wouldn't they even question it? 
Because if they really knew, they understood white supremacy and how things happen, wouldn't they be? You know what? I do know more about this, but I also know more about the whole reason why you got this in the first place, right? I know my, I know why I have a position in this, where some people probably don't. I know why I may have more access to resources to go buy up all of these artifacts in hip hop when the guys who probably may know just as much, they don't have the opportunity to go buy up all these artifacts because they don't have the resources. I, I know that too. As I would, so maybe, again, so I would be like, does she even question it? Like, um, well, maybe I should have more black people on the staff or, uh, yeah, I'm going to be in charge. I just want to make sure that it don't look a certain way. So I'm not saying she's not, she shouldn't do the job, but I'm just saying, I think it should, it's an honest question in my opinion. Uh, I'm not saying you should just only hire black people, but it would be no different if somebody said, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to say this, the Prince thing right now, they have a gentleman, what's his name, Michael Howe. He's the guy that's in charge of archiving Prince's music. You know, he's the one that chose the piano and the mic release. Uh, a white guy, right? Knowing what I do know of Prince, and you're just thinking of things in terms of legacy and control, it's interesting to me. I'm not saying he shouldn't have the job at all. I think he did an excellent job with this. But it's funny to me that it's actually a white guy that's picking through Prince's material and choosing what this black man or what these things meant to put that out there. I think that's, that's not funny, but it's just interesting knowing what I know about Prince. You know, that would not just be a, uh, I don't think he would have probably just been like, oh yeah, just go ahead and go with that. Like, I'm sure from, from the conversations I've heard that he has about race, it definitely would have been an interesting conversation. So I'm just saying this to me is the same type of thing as when you have something that's seen as predominantly African-American and you don't have the African-Americans in the front of the narrative. I think that's an honest question to ask, at least, you know, be no different if they just said, well, we're going to talk about this later. Well, we're going to have uh, Michael B. Jordan be Superman or something. Well, wait a minute. It's always been this way. Some would say, well, you changing the whole thing around possible but again if he was the if you were just going strictly on business parameters you could argue well he is the biggest he could be a bigger box office draw than some random other person or we want to go in this direction this is the way we feel i mean you see what i'm saying there would be some there would be an honest conversation to question why would you have him up there or why would you have a white director direct black panther right I know that if they said it was going to be a white dude directing Black Panther, I'm pretty sure it would be an honest question. And I'm sure a lot of people will question, well, why couldn't you have a black guy? Well, he wasn't created by a black guy. Yeah, but it's going to be, you know what I'm saying? So I just think it's, a, it's an honest question. And Pooh, what do you got? I'm a, <clears throat> I'm, a, I'm a tad bit conflicted. But I think I'm going to just go ahead and say what I really feel. I'm conflicted in the sense that I remember when we had a debate about Black Panther and uh, there was a discussion that said that I can't believe Ryan Coogler didn't go out and get a Black, uh, what do you call him? The composer. And we were kind of, and my stance was, well, he's worked with that dude before in two different films. So he went, with, he's a director. He went with somebody he know is going to accentuate his film. But now I'm going to go ahead and contradict myself because I'm looking at this 
It's the African American, the National African American Museum. And they've touted how, how many black luminaries and historians have helped curate this museum. But then you're trying to tell us that the most qualified person to curate the hip hop section in the blackest museum in the nation, if not the world, and I could be wrong because I haven't been all the way around the world, but let's just assume you have a white person doing it. And I know there are a number of hip hop journalists who can do this, a number of hip hop historians, people who've written books. Hell, my old UCLA professor, Cheryl Keyes, is more than qualified to do what she did. And I'm looking at the pictures. Maybe there's more to museum curation than setting up these displays, but I'm looking at these pictures and I'm like, I know 10, 15 people off the top of my head that can do what she did in this museum. But they have this supposed most qualified people. But take it to a whole other level. What's disappointing is Yes, seeing Chuck D co-sign her, Ninth Wonder co-sign her, April Reigns, who started the whole hashtag Oscar So White, saying what she actually tweeted. Well, we don't know. She's the most qualified, and we don't know did black people even apply. And I'm just like, you're just contradicting your whole movement that saw changed by saying, because this white girl is her friend as well, which is the case with most of these other people out there. And it's just like, you, you say, should we get the best person for the job? Absolutely. But I'm going to say, race Trump's best person for the job in this case. Because I know, I know there are black people who could have did what she did. And absolutely, it should be from us curating for us. And to contradict what uh, Q said, yes, there were people that were shouting out Big Daddy Kane's 50th birthday. The Source did, World Star Hip Hop, a number of radio stations, uh, Biz Marquee, and a number of hip hop journalists did as well. All right. I mean, I, I, listen, I don't know anything about this, this young lady. Uh, I'm looking at her website now. It looks like she has a background. Uh, and, you know, in the culture in general, not just talking about hip hop culture, um, but it looks like she's, you know, studied a, a lot of things in terms of African type of stuff. I guess the thing is to me is just and, and which is fine. But, you know, you, she's probably doing a great job. The thing is, it'd be interesting if that and I wonder if people would have the same energy if they said that the entire museum was curated by white people. <laughs> would they just be like, well, we don't care about our history anyway. Let them do it. You know, that would be very interesting, right? Like, I don't know how far do we let that go, uh, that we should be paying attention. I'll say this. If there was uh, a Jewish film history section at the Museum of Tolerance, no freaking way would a non-Jewish person be curating that. None. It wouldn't happen. Well, I, I was gonna say uh, <clears throat> there is a African American museum up up in New York called the Schomburg Museum, and the first librarian of that museum I'm looking it up here. It's back in 1880. The first librarian was a white woman, and she was the one who integrated the museum. 
I mean, I, I think it's maybe it's just in our DNA from our history because, you know, when you look at the civil rights movement, we had whites and Jewish people uh, as a part of that, building that. You look at uh, the creation of H- uh, some of our HBCUs, white people were involved with that. Uh, I think the NAACP, right? NAACP. I think white people start or they funded it at least. Okay. So, I, I mean, it, I, I guess the question, are we at a point in the 21st century where we don't feel the need or we sh- I know we can we could do it without white assistance. I believe we could. But maybe it's just part of our programming. Well, you, you made a good point where you said they funded things. I, again, certain people got access to resources we don't and can get things done. That's just to me as a fact. Like, yeah, you might be the most talented. But do you have money to finance the project? No? Okay, well, I can get that money for you. <laughs> I can... I can go over there and talk to Mr. Green and them and then get them that $5 million where you don't have a relationship. And if you walked in the door, they'd be looking at you like, are you here to clean up? (laughs) (laughs) So I think a lot of it is sometimes we don't have the resources. And again, a lot of these industries, we don't have a relationship or, you know what I mean? Like this, it is what it is like, yeah, okay. You can go in there. It might be a couple of us that it get through, but there's only a handful of us they can actually go in and get that check to make it happen. And I think when you have things of these things that we talked about, they were probably started with with a lot of white help because they they got the money. How are we going to fund that? You know? Mm. So I don't know, man. I mean, again, you make a great point. You probably won't see that same energy reversed. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure like, listen, I'm pretty sure if the LGB, I don't know if there is such a thing, but if there was an LGB da, 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 uh, <laughs> organization and you walked in there as a straight man, said, I'm going to be the CEO of it, I guarantee you they'd be like, no, you ain't. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> unless you got the bankroll, but no, you're not. Exactly. Unless you got the bankroll and the connections, <laughs> yeah, I am. Wasn't there, wasn't there an actress who stepped out of a role I mean, she accepted a role. Oh, that was that. Actually, that was more LGBTQ. I think it was Scarlett Johansson who All right, was hired yeah. to play a trans woman. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know which way it went. She's she, she, she said got so much she backlash. She decided she would step out of the role because she didn't think it was fair. Or was this? I thought there was someone else who did something that had to do with race. She she turned down a role because she thought it was taking a uh, a role away from a black person. Do I have that right? I can't remember that one. Not to say it didn't happen. But here's a question I asked you. Do you think, Ryan, do you think that there are more qualified directors than Ryan Coogler? Of course. But he, who directed Black Panther? Oh, you mean so in terms of Black Panther? Well, no, I'm just in general, as a director, do you think there are more qualified directors than Ryan Coogler? I would say yes. But, you know, they decided race... Uh, qualifications be there, we're going to get a black person to direct this film. Wait, I mean, I don't know how, that question's a little a little amorphous. You're saying, are there more qualified directors in black than uh, Ryan Coogler? It depends on the project. That's true. I mean, I, I know people who've directed five-minute shorts that are very qualified to direct five-minute shorts. You know? Okay, 
Do you think there are more Hollywood blockbuster, better blockbuster Hollywood film directors than Ryan Coogler? Yes. Which Black Panther is a Hollywood blockbuster. So well, I'm see, I, th- I agree with Q, though. Now, if you said to direct this particular project, then that would change the parameters. Like, okay, you're being specific. But just to say in terms of skill of a director, yeah, I think there's a lot of people that are better than Coogler, and I think he's dope, but depends on what you're talking about. You're talking about Black Panther itself? I think he was perfect for it because didn't he, I mean, he I'm obviously brings more. He brings, he writes on that movie too, did he not? I'm not discrediting Coogler at all. I'm just, I'm just saying that yes, we can make race a determining factor when it comes to something that does require the race. They didn't go out and get the best director. They got the best director for a specific project. Oh, so I, no, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But I mean, I think too, Marvel is look, Disney. They not dumb. Like they understand how this is going to play. Like, they knew they had to get a black director. It is not going to play right to the people they're trying to reach if they didn't. Now, moving forward, I don't know if they'll do that. But, of course, they would look crazy if they tried to... I mean, it would be... Too, you know, in this day and age, you, you can't play around. The, the marketplace is also a determining factor, and not just who's the best director. <coughs> da, 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 da. They got to weigh all that. And they knew they had to get somebody black to, to direct that. At least that was, they had to at least put forth the effort that they was going through these people because didn't they t- go to Ava first or some other people and then they got I mean, to got to him and F Gary Gray and F yeah, Gary Gray right. so I think they they made a very conceited effort to show us that they was approaching black directors now if they would have came and said none of those deals work we're gonna go with such and such old boy over here then they would they would been they couldn't say he's the better director and the deal works so yeah we did try the black route didn't work okay keep it moving but. Listen, I'll tell you one thing. Have you heard them? They, they signed him for Black Panther 2 yet? Nope. I thought they did. <laughs> but I know they agreed. Oh, no, they it, did. But... <laughs> <laughs> they agreed with the movie. You ain't hear them say nothing about uh, Ryan Kruger is signed for direct. Normally, most of the movies, the day their movies open or they know they're a hit, they lock in the director and they put the press, press release out. You ain't heard that. You just heard he signed up for Space Jam 2. <laughs> but you ain't heard it so I don't know what's going on over there but I think well, that, it's telling to, that you ain't heard that to be fair that might be because he's busy and he hasn't gotten back to the negotiating table that could be very true but I'm just saying normally when they have these blockbuster movies like that you always hear them lock in the director on the rip right after the release of that movie and now you take one of the biggest movies you've had in a long time and they ain't said that he's back that ain't no like, oh, well, he ain't, he too busy. He, is he too busy for Space Jam? He wasn't too busy. Like, really? That's, that's where you're going next? So I, I think there's something you, else going on with that. Let me ask you, there might be. Uh, well, well, he's producing Space Jam, so I don't know how much extra uh, work that entails compared to directing. Well, you see, he ain't came back for Creed 2 either, did he? I thought he was locked in for that. He didn't no, do that. I, I, he didn't do that movie? I think, I think they, they passed on him because he did Black Panther. Because Creed's coming out this, uh, like, in November? Now, see, that's an example where I think... Well, let me throw this in there. If you go back, I think you'll see that Sylvester had initially passed on Ryan for the first movie. But it wasn't until... Mm. Uh, what's his name? 
Michael B. Jordan. No, no, the, the actor who produced and put the money up. Uh, famous black actor with the funny eye. Forrest Whitaker? Forrest Whitaker was the one that changed that up. <laughs> with a funny eye. <laughs> and then they brought back Ryan in it. But you but you can see that. Uh, the game is funny. Sly wasn't really fucking with Ryan. But then once it hit, who who's on there for the Oscar talk and all that? But anyway, go ahead. Mm. <clears throat> no, I was going to say that's an example where if you are looking to do a... When I say small scale, I'm not diminishing the the um, the impact of the movie, but you know it, it doesn't have a lot of CGI or uh, you know martial arts fight scenes. You know that's what I mean by small scale. The sets are all practical. There's not a lot of green screen. Which movie and is that? I'm just saying, if you're talking about what director is most qualified, oh, okay. talking, you can't really say what's the most qualified director. It depends on the film. If you're talking about a small scale, no CGI, not a lot of effects, uh, a small scale, uh, high impact drama, I would say after seeing Fruitvale Station and Creed One, that Ryan Coogler is arguably the most qualified. Now, I, I and I've, I've gone on record saying I question if he was qualified to do Black Panther. I would have said prior to seeing Black Panther that there are far more qualified directors, and that's not to say I was that that's not still the case. You could have got a guy on that film who has experience like, a uh, what's his name? Um, ah, he did the Equalizer, um, Fuqua, or, or F. Gary Gray. He could have done a Black Panther, and it would have been even twice as better. What we got was, fu- what we got was fucking great. <laughs> okay. But, well, but, yeah, I, I don't know if it'd be twice as better, but I, I'll say this about Marvel movies, in my opinion. None of the people that they hire initially have any background to be doing those big blockbuster heavy CGI movies. And I don't think they ever hire any of them to do that. They have a team of people, you know, obviously they have ILM <laughs> that take care of all of that. They, they bringing them directors in to bring their feel to that particular project, not to be trying to think they're going to be on some, uh, what's my na- guy that does the transformer movies, Michael Bay, Michael Bay, or, or, or for that matter, uh, James Cameron, they're not hiring none of them for their technical abilities or CGI. Because the Russo brothers, as far as I know, they had no experience doing those CGI-heavy fight scenes when they got the movies that they did. And looking at the Infinity War and all that, and they out their own mouth, they, don't, they ain't got nothing to do with none of that stuff. That's all Marvel's team that, that handles all of that stuff. Same with uh, Guardians. That dude, didn't have, as far as I know, he didn't have no... To be doing those super hot technical CGI stuff, that that Marvel, we got this part. This is what we do. We want you to come in and, and give your vibe to it and bring what you bring to movies. We'll handle the con- <laughs> the sci-fi. Trust me, we got that. So I don't think that has anything. I don't think that had anything to do with Black Panther because obviously Ryan Kruger never did anything like that before, and it shows that he don't have to. They obviously have a team that does that. We want your directing abilities. I, I think it. I think. I hear what you're saying, but I do think you have to know, you have to have a basics of it, um, how to set the camera so that the, the the optimal green screen effect can be achieved. How to uh, how to light? So Isn't that, that what the lighting guy is for? And the, st- the the effects guy on set and all those people aren't those what they do? That's what they do, but that's but right. it's not their call how to set it up though. It's not. They can, they, no, they they can advise. Well, then how did the Russos get to? They didn't do any of that prior. They weren't qualified either, then, were they? <clears throat> I'm saying, 
I think you still have to have a file. I've never shot green screen. I mean, I've shot green screen, but not anywhere close to that level. I've shot right. people on green screen. I don't doubt that Ryan Coogler, I, I'm sure Ryan Coogler sometime in his career, even as a film student, has shot on a green screen. Right. So what I'm saying is you, you still have to have a foundation as to how to light for CGI, how to compose a frame for CGI so that you, when you do your garbage mats and you rotoscope out all the wires mm-hmm. and stuff, mm-hmm. you need to know how to do that. Right. So I'm not. I'm but not I'm saying, he, obviously, he either he did or he didn't. But again, it, it seems as if he didn't because he hadn't, you don't see it in his work. And I'm just saying, I don't think the Rizzo's, they never showed it in their work. I mean, if you were just going by their, their release stuff, you would say they don't have no background in that. I know, but that, like you said, when you when you all corrected me about the hip hop thing, just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean they haven't had that experience. Well, very true, may, but I, I, again, they may not have had it at that level. Very true. But I got I got to think that they at some point in their career have shot against the green screen or had to rotoscope. I've had to do that. Right. So I mean, but again, I guess you were saying earlier that you don't think these directors have the experience of doing it. But I guess what you're saying is just because you didn't see it, that maybe they do, right? Yeah, I, I am. I am. Uh, I guess we call it taking the L <laughs> on Ryan Coogler. I admit that. I, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking. Well, how did he manage to pull it off? I'm sure some of it was uh, he relied heavily on his um, on his DP on his DP, and he relied heavily on he probably relied heavily on his uh, his ca- uh, camera operator. But I still think the vision. Wow. What what is the, what's the wow for? Because it's like I don't know how he did it. He must have had help. Well, how don't you let, why don't you let me finish? Well, I was going to say what, but I still believe that he was the he was the um, the guy who brought it all together to make it work. Because I mean, the DP's not not going he the DP's not going to go to the director unless he's a weak ass director and say this is what we're going to do, Ryan. You need to do this, 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 and this. They're not going to spend well, money on somebody that needs that kind of handholding. Well, obviously Marvel and DC, Disney does do that kind of stuff, and the, and the directors push back. What happens? Those directors get thrown off the project. Why? Why you say? Why they get thrown off because of the creative vision? Not, not I don't think because of the technical stuff. You said because of the what? No, I said when they give them pushback on what. No, in, in my opinion, again, you look at the end of any of these Marvel movies. Those credits go on for what fifteen minutes, and you see all those people that are working on the effects part. Yeah, to me, mean- they have a whole division that's in charge of doing all of that work. I would imagine that Ryan or the Russos can help with the storyboarding, and yeah, this is how we want to frame the shots. But in terms of like how it gets done, and yo, Ryan. Here's how we're going to technically shoot this scene, this fight scene in the air. You may have never done this before, but we we got these dolly and then we're going to do this new system of this and that and the third. I know they don't know nothing about that because they ain't never I, worked I, in that type of field. So I just feel like they have, let me, let me finish. They have a whole team of people. You see in those credits, they got ILM and then all those other effects company places that they're outsourcing all this stuff to that are helping them come up with these shots. Of course, they have the whole stunt team of people who put the shots, the fights together. Uh, to me, I just think that they're hiring these guys not for their technical, and I agree with you. They do the rotoscoping and all that kind of stuff. Of course, those are general things. The, the, the layman is doing that stuff on YouTube, but I'm saying in terms of the intricateness and the degree 
that they're doing on Marvel movies, uh, there's only a few cats that I think are really on that. That's the Camerons, uh, Zack Snyder's, Michael Bay. Those dudes obviously know the technical part of it, and you can see that they you you can see they they know how to okay yeah 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 or the Lucases or something like that. But these cats on these Marvel movies, I, I don't I personally I don't think that that's their pedigree or their background. I don't think hi, Marvel hires those directors for that. I think they let other people deal with that stuff. That's just my opinion. You, you, I guess what I'm saying is that. <clears throat> if using that logic, this is how I extrapolate that logic. You can get the shittiest direct, shittiest director on a film, and the 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 technical team takes over, and you get a great film. And I don't think that's the case. I'm, what I'm saying is, Ryan Coogler Guardians of Galaxy Two is the one who is has the creative vision, whereas the technicians are the one who push the buttons. That's all they do. They put. I mean, I'm I'm speaking. I'm using hyperbole. But they push the buttons. So worst case scenario, it's like, I know you're not a Star Trek fan, but it's like, you know, Captain Kirk would say, okay, give me suggestions, Mr. Spock, and give me suggestions, Scotty. Give me suggestions. What, what should we do in this situation? What do you think is best? I think we should do this. I think this is best. I think this is best. And Captain Kirk takes all of those things, and from his experience, he knows which one to choose. So what I'm saying is uh, he's not going to be the one that engaged the warp drive but he's the one that knows who's going to do it properly and do it the way he wants it done, if that makes any sense. So I'm not taking any... I was wrong, clearly, and I'm not taking anything away from Ryan Coogler that he had did not play a part in how good that film looked. Now, to be honest, the, the special effects were kind of whack a little bit at some points, but be that as it may, I'm not taking anything away from that. He had nothing to do with that. I just That's not... I don't believe that's true at all. All right. Got it. Um, just going back to our how we got down this road. Uh, I don't know if I cut off somebody else. Big sexy, did you weigh in on this? I started it. Oh, okay, oh. <laughs> we got so far away. I forgot. Sorry. Um, but yeah, to, you know the original question about you know should they should race matter? I guess in these particular cases, I I don't think race should matter all the way. But I do believe that you have to address it. Like, it has to make sense. And uh, I will say this. I think when it's only with some black stuff, does it not have to matter? But I know anything else, it would matter. I, I do feel that, though. It, it, some, some said, if it was a Jewish organization and it was have the black guy be in charge of it, I think behind the scenes it would definitely matter. Uh, and I just think a lot of times when it's black stuff, we, yeah, well, get the best person. But I just think anything else, it would be no, it'd be no question, <laughs> and it wouldn't even be a conversation. It was, you, that's not gonna happen. I think you convinced me, Mike, when you used the uh, example of the Jewish, the Jewish organization. Yeah, you're right. They wouldn't be. It would be no question for them. No, uh, no. <laughs> get get me a fine. Who's that? Jackson? No, I need a Feinberg up in here. <laughs> yeah. So or, I think I think you convinced me. Or if it was the you know Japanese cultural such and such, and they had a black person be the curator, <laughs> I'm sure the Japanese people would be like, "Huh?" They wouldn't just say, "Well, he's just the best person for the job," and we're done. That's just me, part. I could be wrong. Damn sure wouldn't be getting many cosigns either. 
<laughs> we need Jackie Chan. Like, I, I, he's not even Japanese, but would you see other prominent come out? And, well, yeah, he is. Although, I, I will say, not too far from me in Delaware, there is a Thai restaurant. There's a brother holding that down, too. He makes some. Oh, for real? He, he makes some good. Now, he's married to a Thai woman. I don't know if that disqualifies <laughs> it. Shit, his chicken masaman curry. You can't fuck with it. <laughs> oh, I got to check this out. <laughs> and, and in New Jersey, where I lived for 10 years, you would see a lot of Jewish people running um, shiny, uh, ha- not halal, that's, that's, what's it called? Um, kosher. Kosher Chinese uh, storefront restaurants. Mm, interesting. That's a funny thing. Would you, you ever see a, if you went to a predominantly, mm, I don't know, we go to Chinatown. Like, People have there's Chinatowns in most cities, big cities, right? Yeah. How many soul food restaurants you see there? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> well, how many Whole Foods do you see in the hood? Come on, I mean, come on. Let's get the real. <laughs> Sadly, my people, the best fried chicken is owned by an Asian pe- Asian people. Louisiana fried chicken. God damn y'all. But most, you know, what's but most. Chinese buffets you go to, they will have some fried chicken and ribs up in there. <laughs> That's them true. Shits them shits is good. Too. That's true. I just went to a buffet. That's true. They they do they cook the hell out some spare ribs, man. Come on. <laughs> oh no, I was gonna start talking now about hair my, care, care I, but I'm gonna leave that alone. Go ahead. Go ahead. How come we never see a black dry cleaners or a black hair care shop? Now, see, I was going to go to that hair care thing, but I'm going to leave that alone, man. Yeah, let's leave that Well, you know why? Because in, in terms of the hair care products, and there's a great documentary out there. I think I seen it on YouTube years ago. Uh, they, we've been locked out of that. And what I mean by that is uh, I, I don't want to mis, misspeak on the nationality of the, 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 the people. I don't know if it's China or whatever country. But they, they done bought up all of the distributors. And so they're not going to sell to you. They're on coat. So you, you'd be hell-pressed to buy the materials because <laughs> they're going to charge you hella. They'll charge you more than they charge in the other people or they'll send you the inferior product. But they got the system locked down where they went and bought all the distributors up so they can just funnel the products to their own people at the stores in America. So it, it's not a game. Like They got that. They locked that whole, that whole industry down so that's are why you saying the distributors are uh korean based too yeah they bought that out wow yeah they went playing they they saw the money in that it was like a whole i think the, even the, the government was like yo this we making a lot you know our people making a lot of money on this going to america do this let's make sure that we set them up for success and so when they go over there they got everything they need to get these shops popping and matter of fact let's go buy the distributors up so we don't even got this. We only can, we, we got a lock on it. That's why you don't see a lot of other races that are able to start up these types of companies, those hair care products. So why, why do we? They keep- even bought the magazines. So a lot of the magazines that's supposed to be reading the hair, they bought those. <laughs> why do we keep, why do we keep patronizing them then? Hey. We were robbed of our country, robbed of our, and some of us even lost our mind. Hey, man. That documentary needs. It's man. been out for. It's on YouTube. It's been out for. That's all. That's six, seven years ago, if not longer. And they selling. They're selling our own. Selling hair to us. 
Well, not to me because I don't wear weaves, but to our people, let's put it that way. Hey, you see all these new? Is this like a video pops up every other week? Uh, sisters getting clocked in the face. <laughs> these, there was one that just dropped this week. It was in Compton. They was protesting the place because they slapped the black woman, and all the whole community came out and they started fighting with the cops. It's supposedly they showed they, they closed the store. Yeah, there's a video. Uh, Ty- Tyree posted the, the brother was there. The cops telling him to back up. He did protesting. They lifted that brother up off the ground, slammed him, blam. But I mean, hey, I got to props to the man that got the balls big enough to fight a cop after what's going on out here. I don't think he, he wasn't necessarily trying to fight them, but you know how it go. You don't, you don't do what they tell you the first couple of things and going down. But I mean, again, man, there's a lot of these videos. I don't know you saw that video where. It was a shop that previously there was some fight where the store owner was slapping up the black women. And, and then I guess they decided, let's have a sale so we can get the customers back. And they had the sisters lined up outside and they had the older brothers standing on the side protesting. And then the one black lady came over there and started cussing them out. You don't need to be protesting, motherfucker. And was like, they had to hold her back like she was. And he's just like, I'm, I'm here for you, sister. Oh, uh, she was fighting the people trying to help her out. Yeah, you see that video? That was from a couple I, I weeks did ago. Not. I did not. Oh uh, man, it's a sad video, man. It's sad. But she I, she has so much venom for this brother. He was just standing there. It was really only like two of them, and she was going off. I don't, if I was him, I'd have been like, you know what? Fuck this, man. Let, these, let these motherfuckers go on and be disrespected. And that's what you want. See that? Remember that show you told me to watch uh, years ago? Damages. Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, Glenn Close. That, 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 that's our story, right? That, that's that's our story, right there. Damaged. I mean, because I, I tell, um, I had an uh, old friend on Facebook. Um, she made this whole big thing about how she cut her hair off. She's going natural. I'm like, why aren't a majority of black women doing that? I, I, and, and the reason why is because they feel like they have to have to be beholden to some standard of European beauty. Well. I, I love a black woman with natural hair. Well, what? right, but again, I'm not gonna, let me, let me cape a little bit. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> I mean, listen, bro, a lot of brothers is not chasing down the, what's, what do they call the women uh, in Black Panther that were his guards? The yes. A lot of brothers not chasing the Dorma Laje sisters out here. They want the long hair. That's damaged. That. I, I know, but I'm saying it's not just the women. It's they trying to get your attention. And a lot of times, I'm speaking metaphorically, your attention is based on the same European standards too. So not, you know, not enough of us are embracing these. And then at the other point too, when they go to these jobs... You know, you can't go in there with, you know, they're resistant to dreads. You see these stories and the natural, you know, they want your hair to look just like da-da-da or you're going to get called out. So it's a whole bunch of stuff. It ain't just because we, we're damaged for a reason, I guess is my point to say. Well, that's true. I, you know. But, I mean, ah, uh, okay, let me stop. <laughs> anyway, um. Let's see. Where else are we going to go? Let's change it up. How about we talk about penis? <clears throat> <laughs> Pause. RC Mike. 
We are. We did this already. <laughs> we did. I got in trouble apparently. <laughs> huh? I don't remember this. But anyway, the whole debate we got into about what were we talking about? Oh, the the Tony M and oh, the phone you call. Now you're gonna bring that up again. Exposed. Uh, but the the new controversy is on Batman. Uh, I'm gonna let uh, Big Sexy bring us into this one. Well, this week, uh, my normal comic book day on Tuesday, I went to pick up my poll list. There is a new series from DC called Batman Damned. It is by Brian Azzarello of 100 Bullets fame and Lee Bermejo. I hope I'm not mispronouncing that name. And this book is in magazine style. It is labeled all over it. This is not for uh, young people. This is under the mature readers line. And the variant cover has cover by Jim Lee, but who cares? And the story itself was very well done. However, you get about, oh, 40% in. Bruce Wayne's looking around the Batcave, reminiscing, you know, looking at that suit, looking at that, you know, artifact. Turns it around and, well, hello there. It's Mr. Happy. Bruce went full Monty. It's in the shadows. But, yeah, you're looking right at the Batwang. <laughs> now... I thought when I saw it, like, okay, well, whatever. Kept it moving. But a lot of people have come out with an opinion. Uh, an artist that I respect completely, Walt Simonson, went on Twitter and was like, is this what you guys are doing now? DC has come out and said any subsequent printings and digital releases will have that you know, taken out. Uh, I believe the initial print run was 110,000, and they are all gone at the public or at the distributor level. So maybe this is going to turn into an artifact or a collectible. I don't know, but the bat package is out there for the world to see. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the picture. They, they gave this white man a little bit more than he deserved. Mm. Oh, <laughs> we judging? <laughs> okay. Yeah. How much does he deserve, Q? Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, well, it's commonly based on your experience. It's 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 commonly known that the white the white men ain't ain't rocking it like that in general. I wouldn't. I don't know that. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. I I mean, I guess I understand the so-called controversy about it, but I actually felt a certain kind of way that they edited that out of the digital. Yeah, uh, if you're gonna do it, do it. Yeah, Take I didn't it. really understand. It's not for kids, and it's not gratuitous, in my opinion. Uh, and I think the book is actually dope. I, the artwork, I, the yeah, book is great. The way they laid it out, I actually want to go buy the actual physical one because it looks like it's. Uh, it's I think it's a like a newer version of that prestige, you know, yeah. format. And yeah. I, I like that type of stuff. You know, obviously they took a lot of care in this. Isn't this like a new? Um, label they have is it called black comics or something or oh god the new black imprint. label yeah it's like a new yeah. thing and they and a lot of artists or creators are going to be putting books out in this line i know there's a frank miller john ramita book coming out i think it's a superman uh that's going to be in this same sort of format 
but I, you know, I, uh, in 2018, I don't really understand the why it's a big deal. I mean, kids aren't buying these books anyway. That's true. So, and then it's not a cheap book. I think what is that thing? Probably six bucks or something. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, it's a mature Batman story. They show him nude coming out of a shower. Okay. We're not kids. We can handle. Again, it's not like it's some double spread of his nuts or something like that. Would be like, whoa. Okay, wait. We trying to send a message. It's just a small little thing. So I don't know. Well, here's my question. I'm, I'm the um, the panel is it. Here's what I don't have a problem with it. Like you're saying, it's just okay. One, I don't have a problem because one, you had Watchmen come out. They were showing Doctor Manhattan's dick every other panel. Yeah. No one had anything to say about that, and I think the reason why is because they didn't draw attention to it. This one, they've got the they've got the the the, the artwork is like right on his center, like. It's like they're trying to be gratuitous to just cause some shit. I got a problem with that. It's like you don't need to do that. It's like you you know what you're you know what you're starting here, and that's just that's just cynical to me. That's the only problem I have with. It. It's like if you want to show that because he came out the shower and it's natural, fine. But you ain't got to put the guy. You ain't got to put the panel right up on the on his midsection. Yeah, see, I, I still don't have a problem with it because I mean, if if it was a female, I I don't think it. I mean, it would be a. I would be shocked that it's not a sexualized shot. As because most comics when they show female are sexualized. So well, I mean, that's, wrong. that's wrong too. I don't think it was gratuitous at all. I, I'm with I don't you know Mike on this one. You know, it was just a shot they shot now, a couple of years ago when Marvel was doing. Oh, I want to say one of the Young Avengers books, they had this big double-page spread of Hulkling and Wiccan just full-on making out. That was gratuitous. Who? Hulk? What? A couple of Young Avengers who are really unimportant to the narrative, actually. But they they happen to be gay. And so Marvel's like, here. And they put a big close-up double-page of them making out. And I'm like, what is the purpose of this? And I've never seen that done in a book like that prior. Ever. Hmm. No. What? what? He's got, I'm looking at this character. He's got blonde hair. And What is he, relative with the Hulk or something? He ain't relative as shit. He's a scroll. He's a shit character. And they, need, they need to kill him. And all the Young Avengers has a group. But that's just my own rant. Seemed like the Young Avengers, all of them were. It seemed like they were all gay for some reason. No, just those two. But they're all lame. I'll give you that. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah. Batman. Is it? It's called Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. I read it. I enjoyed it though. Yeah, the story was great. Yeah. And also, quickly on the comic book front, uh, Kick Ass number seven came out this week. Well, they're on number seven already. I've got. Uh, no, you don't. No, you oh. don't. So this is a different uh, team on this now, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Okay. I didn't know that till I got home. I'm looking. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I'm reading it like, no, this ain't the same thing. It is no longer Mark Millar and John Romita. It is Bert and Ernie or Fred and Bob or wherever it is. <laughs> the book was bullshit. I'm off of it. Mm, that's too bad, man. It well, is too bad, man. I guess Millar, he's not doing. Excuse me, he's only doing his Netflix stuff now. 
Uh, he's not doing like those all those old properties that he had. I think he still sort of retains somewhat of ownership of them, but you know he signed everything over to the Netflix. And I think going forward, he he's not writing any of that old stuff no more. It's all in the new shit. Like what if that new book he's got out, or they, they did one book with the Netflix deal so far. I can't remember what it was called. But uh, yeah, I think he said that in the last issue or something. Where I saw it in an interview, he said, "Yeah, I'm not." Somebody else is taking over all this other shit. <laughs> so I guess he got well, hell of a bag because he's like fucking. Well, I'm I'm off the book. <laughs> Did they pick up the story where it left off? You know, I don't really remember six, but when I saw seven start up, I'm like, when did all this happen? Mm. You know, it, it doesn't really seem to flow transitionally at or transition wise seamlessly at all. I just I didn't care for it. And it's really now more about, hey, I'm, you know, more of the do gooder of this area. You're not gonna sell drugs on my turf. Get out of here. I'm it, so sick it, of that narrative. <laughs> well, you'll hate this. Even like these Netflix shows, and, and I, you're talking about it's always I gotta protect this city. They've screwed up my city. Like, oh Jesus! <laughs> it's always about th- these martyrs for their city, you know, on their block, and ah. Oh. Hmm. Um, are we? We want to get into this conversation about uh, Cat Williams, Kevin Hart. <laughs> uh, Leslie oh, Jones. I just seen this something new that just came through. Um, what is this? Her name? Linnell. Oh, Linnell. Yes. I uh, like her. She Who's just that? came out. She, you, you've probably comedy. seen her face Radio. before. You, I know you've seen her, too. She got real short hair. Linnell is her name? Yeah. yeah. Bl- uh, black comedian. Female. I'm sure you've seen her. She's been a lot of stuff over the years. What did Linnell have to say? Uh, let's see. She says... Uh, uh, it says, recently things got intense, of course, when the Kevin Hart went hard on Cat Williams for shading Tiffany Haddish, blah, blah, blah. Um, but Linnell thinks they should all stop beefing because it's the studios not giving black comedians, especially black funny women opportunities. Linnell says that she, Kevin Hart, Cat Williams, Michael Epps, and Tiffany Haddish all starred in a movie called School Dance uh, that was written and produced by Nick Cannon. And Lionsgate played them all. Uh, I, I've heard some people speak of this movie, and I was—I think—I think, I think uh, it's talked about on that Breakfast Club. But anyway, uh, the movie was never released in theaters because Lionsgate was finicky. Uh, this is what she says. She said, "Let's fix this bullshit and quit playing before somebody get hurt. Somebody get hurt." And she spelled it, Kevin. Never mind. Uh, around this bitch. Okay, I don't know why we talking like this. Actually, we all got fucked on this deal. Nick included. They should have released in theaters all across the country. Country, a blockbuster is what it would have been. But no, Lionsgate <laughs> dropped the ball. Didn't have faith in us. This project and nobody got paid. Fuck. We're going to fight. Let's fight with the motherfuckers who go up in us on a regular basis. Damn. That damn Anglo, male, pervy, sexist, racist studios, not each other. Fuck are we going to bitch and point fingers? Let's point them in the right direction. I'm not scared. Maybe somebody else is, but not this Oakland bred bitch. Now, as my friend, (laughs) now, as my friend P. 
Peacock said, let that be the reason. Is, is, Luna, is, is she kind of heavy set with yeah. short blonde hair? Yes. 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 She ain't from, oh, she from Arkansas, according to this. Well, according hey, to her, she's an Oakland you, bred bitch. I wouldn't contradict her to a face of her. <laughs> she kind of resembles Monique, too. Uh, it says, School Dance sounds like a good movie with a funny stack cast, right? Lionsgate. Oh, well, I'm curious. Where, did this movie ever come out like on, on demand or something? I mean, if nothing else, you got some of the top people in Hollywood in terms of movies in this, even if it's just to re-release that bitch and get the money, even if it sucked. I mean, seemed like, you know what I mean? Like, you got Kevin Hart, Cat Williams, Tiffany Haddish, and Mike Epps in the movie. And it's written by Nick Cannon. I would just put the shit out just to go in and get my money back. I mean, I'm. Well, yeah. Why don't they just get together and just buy it back? They can put themselves. If they can put out all these Big Mama or what's the Tyler Perry movies? uh, Medea. Medea. I know they can make. I mean, again, people just go see those the first week and they get their money. I'm sure that Lionsgate could get paid on this. That seems crazy. I just, I just gotta say. You know, she she reminds me of the whole beef that Monique started, and it says here they put her business out there. It says net worth two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Now, if that's true, you might want to shut up. Well, I think that's the reason why she can talk because she ain't, obviously ain't got nothing to lose, right? I mean, she ain't on no big. She has no contracts to be taken out, you know. There's no record deal or movie deals that they could cancel because she ain't. So why not speak? Yeah, but she's not gonna get hired if she keeps oh, talking. She been in the game this long, ain't got hired. No, I don't think they. She only they got made. two. According to this, she got two hundred fifty thousand dollars to her name. Well, yeah, I don't know what that Say is. That. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that that is. But this is not. I, I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying what what is out there. This is sure. on. Uh, it's either Wikipedia or HeyLunell.com. Yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't know. If that could be true. I don't, I'm just saying, regardless, as long as she been in the game, she ain't got nothing to lose at this point because she done been in it probably longer than most of these guys on the, this cast list, and she ain't gonna be mainstream. I mean, I know, I know, Linnell, She's on a lot of um, podcasts and different shows I watched over the years. I mean, Linnell's to the point where she's doing. Uh, she has a debate video with Tommy Sotomayor. So I mean that's where she's at right now. So she could say whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> but she's fucking up any chance to make some real money, isn't she? Uh yeah, but they wouldn't fucking want her no way. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not at not at you know, be, let's be clear. At her age, and as long as she's been in the game, I don't think there's something's gonna happen where they turn on the light and Put her on the top and take Tiffany down. Eh, no. Yeah. Yeah, she's 59 years old. Yeah, they man. was going to get at her, they would have been got her. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I never heard of this movie. I, but I, 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 hey, I like what she says. We don't need to be fighting amongst each other. Yeah. Well, why don't we start from the beginning? Because I don't think we uh, oh, yeah. covered how this whole thing started. Well... How do we go back? So I guess it all started with uh, Cat Williams, right? He was on, I don't have this show. I think we talked about this last week, but I had not put it out. But Cat Williams was on a radio show, got into it with uh, Wanda Smith, I think. 
Well, see, I don't think they really got into it. I think. Well, it was know, a tit for tat, was, just joking. Yeah, it was like good nature, you know, trying to, you know, cap each other. But I think the Wanda lady went personal, in my opinion. You start talking about uh, yeah, she did. the jail stuff, and you an inmate, and all that kind of shit. And of course, that's the wrong person to be doing that kind of stuff to. Because <laughs> he's, he's about that life, and he'll joke you, clown you out. And I know they kept, she kept trying to get the last word, but, you know, he was right back. She, she, she lost she lost that one. Yeah, she lost it. And then, you know what? She should have just took it and laughed it off and kept it moving. But I guess, uh, I don't know if it was the next night or later that weekend, there was an altercation between Wanda, her husband, and Kat outside of a, a comedy club. And uh, apparently there was a gun brandished. Uh, foot chase ensued. <laughs> that video is out there. So, you know, that became a thing. And then, uh, and then I think what happened was the Emmys happened. And this is where I'm not, I got I get a little blurry, but it seems as if Kat approached Tiffany Haddish at the Emmys and said he was sorry. And I saw there's a picture, there's literally, literally a picture of him bowing down to her. Um, so you apologize for jokes now? No, he was talking. You know, I mean, the stuff he nah, was saying he to Tiffany wasn't necessarily uh, jokes. He was kind of <laughs> a couple of shots. He was kind of shooting at. I her. guess I didn't hear that part. Also, I know he said something about Tiffany, but I assume it was jokes. Oh no, 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 actually, no. that's what. Then it's fine. I'm glad you said that because to me, that original interview, I thought the stuff he was saying about Tiffany was was what would would it went should have went viral because I was like, damn, he's going in, and he was. One way you could say maybe he might have been hating a little bit, but he, on one hand, he might have been kicking some straight facts. But I thought that was the controversial part. I thought all that little joking afterwards was just whatever. Just, just real quick, what what was one of the worst things you said about her? Uh, that Pretty much she got in a game. She's a complex. Yeah, she's so, dating only uh, white. She's married to white men. And she wanted to have sex with She jumped the line. That's oh, I do remember saying. that. I, I did Which is that. not true, right? She was... Her ex-husband, I believe, is not white. So I don't know why he said that. She but, said she'd been proposed to white by two by white guys, but never married one. Right. So anyway, so he apologizes to her, obviously, or unobviously. And then I guess the next big thing is there was a Breakfast Club interview. They had Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish. And Kevin goes, in my opinion, out of character <laughs> and really just wants to talk about this whole thing with Cat Williams. And he's going hard on Cat. And, you know, you fucked up your own career and that, you know, he is really on one. Uh, and, you know, whatever. And, uh, yeah, and then I guess somehow Leslie Jones's name gets mentioned. See, they, they mentioned her name during the Kara Hart thing and also during the radio interview that started this. I think, if someone, please correct me if I'm wrong, I think someone said, I think Kat said, you know, you're jumping over the line of ahead of people who put in the work, like Leslie Jones, like so-and-so, like so-and-so. I don't think anyone said anything derogatory about her at all. Right. Okay. I just think Leslie Jones getting the white people check, and she's like, nah, I don't want to be associated with all this foolishness. Now, let's read, same. I want to read a little bit of a rendition of Leslie Jones. Oh, here we go. Hopefully, I read. Don't, Mike, don't read that one part, please. <laughs> read it. Read it. All right. She, 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 it up she, oh, we already passed that. She says, uh, Real talk. 
Now, I'm curious, where is she saying this to? Uh, this just says she spoke to a bossup source. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's funny to me. <laughs> she ain't denied it, though. She spoke to a bossup source. Yeah, a bossup source, right? So it says, real talk. Both of them niggas need to keep my name out their mouth unless they using it to eat my pussy. Real talk. Pause. None of these niggas put me on or any woman. While he talking about cat, what did he do to put women on? He didn't help females. They wasn't on tour. Fuck that nigga. At least cat put me on his tour. Kevin could have put me on a long time ago, but he never respected me or my comedy. And I trust I can call his card. He know I can. Both Kevin and cat was the same to the women like all these niggas in this game. Shitty and still is. Women have never had it good. At least Cat put women on his tours, on his tour or shows. How many shows back in the day didn't have a woman on them? Kevin, that motherfucker told me one time I would never make it. <laughs> That's not all. Mike, Mike, I, I love you reading this like you auditioning for the Royal Shakespeare Theater, boy. <laughs> go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. I'm trying to put a little class on there. You know. Method acting like I'm. Go ahead, man. So I'm calling all cards. I ain't got to lie. I made it without either one of them. Chris Rock was the only one who put me on, and Neil Brennan, a white comic writer. Not them. And I still had to work my fucking ass off to make it happen. So anybody is t so nobody is telling the truth. Everybody needs to shut the fuck up before I tell what's really real. And they all know I know. I haven't said shit about anyone. And if I do keep it real and respectful and honest, interesting. What's upsetting me is anybody saying anything. Shut the fuck up and do your fucking job because this ain't it. Nigga, no, I'm adding that part. Okay, she kind of contradicted herself. <laughs> while y'all all on columns, downing each other and lying on each other, no one is telling jokes. Shut the fuck up and do your fucking job. Keep my name out your mouth. I don't talk about any of you. Woo. Now, I think it was Q or somebody off air did make an interesting point that remember when uh, she was in the news. Was it the Milo guy? Milo Shianopoulos or something. Yeah, he he was you know trolling and they was going in. He was going in on uh, Leslie Miss Jones here. I think even to the point where she jumped off of Twitter for a while. She was crying. But I don't remember. Does she have that same kind of venom for him? Nope. That's interesting. Now she would probably tell me to shut up. But I'm just saying. I'm hoping it's because she had just had enough. I, I just she did all this rage had built up and she had to let it out. Not not because oh, I can talk about these black men, but the white guy, I, I better just fall back. I hope that's not the case. And but again, she, this is from a bossup source, so <laughs> it's not like she posted this out there. She could have just been talking to somebody, uh, you know. Somebody she probably was a friend or trusted and didn't think they was gonna like put this shit out. I don't because the way she's talking, this seems very I mean, that's some some raw I don't know, I don't follow her enough to know, but does she normally talk like that, like in the public? 
Like these niggas can these niggas can, can eat my pussy. I don't give a fuck. Oh. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Does she normally talk like that on on oh. in the public? I don't think anybody talks like that in public. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know. You know, I don't know if we, this was meant for you know, mass. You know, again, but we live in an era where you could tell somebody something and they'll put you on blast. And... Exactly. And you're fighting, you know, a third party. You're not, and this is not like from her direct, you know, social media status. This is a third party saying this is what she said. So it's very possible it may be spiced up. I don't know. But damn. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, that's yeah, it. That's that's go ahead. Go ahead. Why can't we just get on these shows and just talk about what we promote and get the fuck out? Why do we always take the bait? <laughs> Why do we always have to start shit with each other? Well, as you said earlier, damage. There was no need for Kevin to say all this stuff, was there? And I guess there was no need for Kat. I can completely understand him going after Wanda because that's what comics do. That's part of the game. You know, I mean, they got TV shows where you get up there and what we call from the Midwest, Joan on each other. That's what you do. But just to go to a radio show and just bring somebody else's name into it for no reason. Well, like you said, that's that's part of the damage, man. That's again, you're probably not going to really see Seinfeld go hard on uh, what Steve Martin. Ah man, I seen that script back in six, you know, six years ago. He ain't saying shit. That it ain't funny. How, you know, how did uh, Andrew Dice Clay get on? Ah oh, man, he gay or something. He doing them, you know. He doing da da da. He, ain't, he ain't, I know a lot of comics that work harder. You don't see a lot of the other people because us, you know. Unfortunately, we we damage man. We tearing each other down, and you can't just say. Even if you have some, again, first of all, like. I don't know if he knows Tiffany like that, or you might not even like her comedy. That's another thing. But it's the same thing. You know, it's, it's the same thing when we talk about Tyler, right? Uh, you don't have to like what he do. Uh, but to me, it's like, hey, man, get your paper, man. You, you're doing your thing, and you own it. Hey, well, I ain't got to watch it. But I ain't gonna sit here and really not for me to sit here and tell everybody else you ain't no good. <laughs> I mean, what does that do for me, right? I, I don't have I don't have the works to compete. So what the fuck? Are we... <sighs> I say all the time. I think Tyler Perry's movies are garbage, but I don't want him to fail because we need black directors. Period. Right. We need to be. We need to show that we can do it. And even if he doesn't make good movies, <clears throat> the man is able to put something out. That's important. As garbage as they are. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, it's the same thing to me. It's this again, you don't normally see other people that do that. But I get why we do. I do the same thing. Yeah, yeah you get on when you get on the radio show, you just say, Well, it's not my cup of tea, but uh, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing. He's doing what he's doing. Next question. <laughs> like Aretha Franklin handled it, right? When uh, your man asked her, what do you think about um, Nicki Minaj? Oh, I don't have anything to say about that. <laughs> what did she say? Is that what she said? You said, about Aretha, you said Aretha Franklin? 
Aretha Franklin, when she was asked, she didn't put down Nicki Minaj. Someone asked her a question, an interviewer. I can't remember who was interviewing her. He was asking her, like, what do you think about, um, I forget, Alicia Keys? What do you think about Taylor Swift? And then she said, what do you think about Nicki Minaj? She said, uh, I'm going to leave that alone. Mm. She didn't say anything negative. She just said, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> You didn't see that? That was all over. I, I may have. I just don't remember. Well, yeah, I mean, Aretha Franklin almost got her ass whooped by T.O. by T. Boss. I do remember that. But what? Huh? <laughs> yeah, that was a. Uh... She talks about it in her book, but there is a. It was some award show, and they put Aretha up there with T. Boss, mm-hmm. and you could tell Aretha was hating. And she said something slick, like, I used to look even better than her, or something funny like that. Wow. But I didn't know it was that serious, but T-Boss talks about it in a book. She was like, oh, I, I had so much respect for that lady, and, you know, I didn't want to look too crazy, but I was ready to beat her ass. But <laughs> <laughs> And T-Boss ratchet, anyway. But, <clears throat> but I love T-Boss. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. The, the whole comedy thing. It's interesting that, and then we just had Linnell's comments and stuff. It it is crazy that uh, all of this is going on. And my personal opinion, Cat Williams, Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish, they're not really that funny to me. Like for me to just sit down and watch their comedy shows, I'm cool. I think that Cat was great in Friday movie, and I like some of his stuff. Kevin Hart, I liked him when he was... What, the best thing for me ever, Kevin Hart, was the 40-Year Virgin, that one scene he had. 40-Year Virgin? Wasn't he in was that Steve, movie? Steve Carell? Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Hart has this scene in that movie. That To me, that was his funniest thing. I love that scene where he goes into that... Conven- or, what is that, like Target? Or not, Best Buy or whatever that electronic store they work in. That one black dude was working there. He's like, yo, man, let me get that TV him and that one dude go at it. I thought that was funny. Uh, his movies, One Trick Pony, in my opinion. His stand-ups, some of it is funny. But is this nigga like Eddie Murphy or Martin? Hell no. I don't even think... And Tiffany Haddish, she was great. I liked her in Girls Trip. But I can't watch movie after movie of that stick. Um, cool. It's already played out. But, hey, they they getting their money. But they're just not funny to me. So I, I find it funny that they all who... who they, they mediocre to me. They're not on the level of... Definitely on the Martin or Richard Pryor level. Forget that. Blasphemy. They ain't even on Eddie level to me. Like, eh. Eddie's not on Eddie's level. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm saying, but when he was doing his thing... These motherfuckers don't have no specials that compare to Raw or Delirious, in my opinion. Now, I could, other people may have otherwise. But that sh- those were funny. I'm in tears. When I was. The original Martin Lawrence uh, comedy album, tears. So, I just... You know what, Mike? Go ahead. I bet you, I bet you if you went back and like looked at Delirious, because I did this, I don't know, maybe five, six years ago. You probably wouldn't find it as funny as you 
remember. Jeez. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> you can speak for yourself. <laughs> He's our own worst enemy. <laughs> I find his stuff hilarious, but I don't know. Just like to me, Richard Pryor, like, I mean, when I really got to listen to it, it was way beyond, it was already old, but to me, that stuff is still be having me dying. But I guess everybody's different. But I don't, I don't find Cat Williams as successful as he is, which I'm happy about. To me, his comedy don't match that, but hey, it's a different time. And he's, he's very successful on how to market his stuff and his business moves. I, I, I commend doing this thing, man. I ain't mad at him. <clears throat> he works hard. I give him that. Can't knock the hustle, man. No, I can't. My when I don't, like I, I, to me, I get motivated when I see him talking and he's doing his thing. Uh, you know, I, he, he to me, he's slowed. He's getting to the point. Where I think he needs to maybe humble it down a little bit. Yeah, he's already made money, so now it's time to draw back a little bit. Yeah, that that his whole little rant thing about the cat thing. I thought to me that was out of character for him. He may do that behind the scenes. I don't think he should be doing that in public. It just looked to me it looked crazy. And he got enough issues going on in his home life to be trying to talk to somebody else about what they do. Like you getting caught out here banging chicks and yeah. Yeah. Copping please on yes. Instagram. Yeah, he should just slow down, man. Getting out there too heavy, but hey, who am I to say? Well, I don't find him funny either. But you know, again, if he's uh, making his thing, and Kev, I like Kevin, like you said, more as a uh, inspiration business-wise about his work because he stays working. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin is a lot of things, but lazy is not one of them. He stays out there. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a. Um... I want to say YouTube. Yeah, I think he's got a YouTube show now. Yeah, it was about something about, and it's funny as hell to me. Uh, he's um, it's like in a workout regimen or something he does. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it, but uh... and it's him. It's him. They end up in a hot tub. I mean, separate hot tub or no, yeah. not hot tub. Um, you know what I'm talking Steam about? Steam room. No. Sauna or something like that. No, they get into like an ice bath. Okay. Yeah. See that again. I'm a different type of thing. I, I see that picture on my YouTube thing, and I'm like, eh. Yeah. It's just a conscious level for me. I'm not gonna click on that because I'm like, man, that shit look crazy. But it's, it's probably it's probably it cool. But just I'm I'm not mature enough. I I see something right off the rip. I'm not gonna click on that. Brothers is in like it's like a hot tub or something. Man. He's not in a hot tub. I oh, know what I'm saying. I'm just saying uh, my first, my little visual, you just see the thumbnail go by. And, and I see that. And again, I'm I'm not going deep into see what it really is. But I just, on a con- subconscious level, I see what it looked like to me. I'm passing it every time. So, nah. That's the, that's well, the, maybe, you should, maybe you should watch it once before you judge it, though. I know. You're right. I, that's what I said. I'm, mm. I'm being, I'm just saying I'm, I'm immature. But I just, I am how I am old school. I don't, All right. Brothers have dressed in this, the sauna. It's probably not the well, kind the of conversation part. I want to see. <laughs> the funny part to me is, you know, you know, just the image of Karen Hart trying to be in the gym, rocking up, and thinking he's, you know, rocked up to the point where he needs an ice bath. It's a comedy thing, damn. It's not uh, a- clearly, clearly, <laughs> it's to be taken seriously. And- oh, you're, I agree with Q. It, I, I agree. 
<laughs> well, you say it like the, the we, we you call it before like the the level of believability or something like that. What are you saying? Suspension of disbelief. Suspension of disbelief. Yeah, I can't disbelieve it's some funny shit. Though it probably isn't. I'll just be like, eh. Just watch one of them. If you don't like it, you don't like it. <laughs> My man, like, gone somewhere with that. You know? <laughs> hey, man. Now, if it was some chicks in there or something, I'd be, oh, okay. Let me see what they're doing. But I don't want no Batman shot. <laughs> <laughs> He's not naked, man. He's got clothes on. <laughs> You know. <laughs> you say that's why we can't be great, Q. Nah, I was like, he ain't, he ain't naked, nothing hanging out. Shit, uh, I'm old school, man. I, I feel you. Um, all right. Uh, well, what's uh, oh, Captain Marvel. We'll change gears. Captain Marvel. The trailer dropped. Marvel. Uh, I really anticipated. I mean, I was very much excited to see what they. We're going to do uh my quick opinion uh i'm still not convinced i mean i'm sure it's going to be a good movie because marvel but i just don't think they showed enough in this trailer to me to like really like i can't wait to see this movie it was just kind of like i needed to see more there was no money shot or some sort of catch thing that was like oh okay i'm all on board i, I don't know i don't know what you guys thought i'll start with you well, it's funny. I, I went the other way. Pause. Um, I thought that... Uh, well, I don't know that much about Captain Marvel. The only thing I know about Captain Marvel or any iteration of that character is Ms. Marvel from the 70s when she had on the, the short shorts and she had the scarf around her neck. Hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> I kind of, you know, after that, I, I, and I didn't follow the character. So, I thought I was like, okay, this is intriguing to me. I want to learn more about this character. I keep hearing she used to be binary. She used to be what sunspot or something like that. I forget. She was not sunspot. Okay, well I don't know. I I don't know <clears throat> binary. And she was uh, what else? Something else she was. And I'm like, okay, I'm interested. And this this the trailer made me like I want to I want to learn more about this character. I'm not too happy with the actress playing her. Uh, I'm not that impressed. I know she won an Oscar for something, but I don't care. Um, I would rather have seen uh, Yvonne Stra Strahovski, I think her name is, playing that role. But uh, I wasn't mad at the trailer. I know a lot of people were. All right. Uh, Aunt Pooh. Yeah. Looking at this trailer, it didn't really give me much that, that I could say, yeah, I'm, I, I'm excited. I can't wait to see this. There's just nothing there to me other than uh, Captain Marvel two piece. Well, one doing a one hitter quitter on that uh, old lady on the train. Uh, I like the fact that they're giving us the nostalgia. You got Samuel Jackson who's going to be prominent. You got um, Agent Coulson. But for the most part, the story isn't coming together for me where I can say, okay, yeah, I'm hype. I, I'm excited to see where Marvel is taking this. But it's not. Yeah, it's just really not giving me much. Oh, can I say one other thing? Yeah, and a lot of people were hitting on the scrolls. I'm, I'm thrilled. We finally. Why did it take them ten years to give me some scrolls? And I, I had no problem with what I saw. They, they're a little bit taller than I would have imagined, but you know you can't cast, you know, short people to, to be scrolls. You know, or you can't fit that mold completely. But 
I was like, yes, okay, scrolls, fine, finally. I think that's what got me most of the hype. All right, big sexy. What you what you think? Well, <clears throat> well, you know, again, I caught you know, caught the trailer, and a lot of people are barking about the scrolls. I like the scrolls. I think it took them too long. But what amazes me is people are commenting that when Captain Marvel, you know, belted the old lady on the train, oh, she's beating up old folks. Oh, it was a scroll. Know your history before you run your mouth. You know, people are just so quick to jump to conclusions and not know the history of these characters. They need to shut the fuck up. Uh, I'm curious to see how far back they go because Sam, as Nick Fury, has both eyes in that in that shot. So clearly this sh- sets up before he joined S.H.I.E.L.D. And we'll, we will see. You know, again, we will see. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to it. I'm not, like, overly, you know, first day dollars about it as of yet but i i'll see it yeah you know i think it's uh, a victim of you know marvel has such high expectations from the you know the audience and i and i don't think that i think we, we're so many people are anticipating to see this captain marvel trailer i don't think I think their expectations was so high, as they should be. A, a lot of their trailers are pretty good. And again, you know, I think when you're coming off of Infinity War, which is such a high watermark for what they do at Marvel, and there's a lot of unanswered things to steal, I think anything coming afterwards, we want to see, like, how is this play into this? And it's got to be this such amazing piece of work. And I just think that it doesn't, I don't think it delivers on that. Uh, in terms of that, in terms of for like a wider audience who doesn't have the history of the comics, right? So when they see her smacking that old lady, they don't have no idea what the scroll thing is. It just looks like she's smacking the shit. <laughs> old lady, you, you assume there's some story behind it, but you have no idea what the hell's going on. I just don't think it... I'm, I, to me, I'm, it's interesting that they would even release that trailer like that because I don't think it's... To me, it doesn't really uh, do the job of the expectations, like you think they're gonna come with some wham bam, sh- blow your head away type shit because you're so used to Marvel doing that. And this was more of almost kind of understated to me, like compared to what they normally do, or at least what they build themselves up to. You had Black Panther, you didn't have to know shit about that necessarily, though you had been introduced to him before. But when that trailer came out, Shanique was hype, like, whoa, seeing some other shit. I guess because we've never seen her character before and there's no other Avengers in there or something except for you know Sam Jackson. It's just kind of like, okay. I assume the next trailer is going to be blow us out the water. And the thing you know, is, more with stuff, though. Captain Marvel, the Marvel uh, film universe has an opportunity to completely own her origin because they're not giving her the origin that's in the books. That's not going to happen unless they have the original Captain Marvel in there and they kill him off, blah, blah, blah. I don't see that happening. So they're going to really have a lot of freedom to do this. It looks like they're making her, based on what I'm seeing, they're kind of taking his origin and imposing it on her as a Kree soldier and this and that. We shall see. Mm. i got to ask. I'm looking at the trailer now. I did see this. Oh, I see it now. Okay. I answered my own question. 
where she beating the hell out of an old woman. I just I saw that it was a quick shot. Mm. Why are they sitting in the eighties? I don't know. Why does this need it's to in do the 90s. Oh, okay, the nineties. Why are they doing that? They're probably trying to backtrack to establish the scrolls in there. I think they'll play into what other some other movies going forward. And they're probably I guess I guess they how can they introduce her character? She can't it seems like from what I know, she's this very powerful character, right? Like how how would yeah. they introduce her all of a sudden now and somebody's gonna say, Well, where the fuck was she? Well, that's <laughs> what know, I'm saying. Going now, forward. Because... So they have to sort of go back and probably explain why she's not around. Well, no, and this I'm... will explain that, yeah. yeah. Well, here's what I don't understand. If she was around in the nineties, then my question is why didn't we see her in Iron Man? In any of the Avengers, well, that's or what this any... movie is going to tell you. But if you look at the the end of um, Infinity War, Fury called her because he, he was like, "Oh shit, we got a real problem here," and she's kind of like a last resort the way it, it appeared to oh, me. Why didn't it call? Well, that's the thing, right? You asking why did? Of course, they probably had no idea they were going to put her in these movies. That's why they didn't show her back then. Yeah. But they got to show you now. They'll go back and and establish why they didn't show her. Why can't the, this Captain Marvel movie take place uh, like they did Ant-Man? It takes place right before event, uh, Infinity War. Because Ant-Man's a pipsqueak and well, has no power. Uh, yeah, I think I she, know, she's you know probably OP or overpowered, I would imagine. Again, I don't know much about this character, but they make it seem like she's almost like Superman or something. She so, is. So it would beg the question then, yeah. if you didn't have her early on and she's that powerful, it might not be believable that all of a sudden, her origin just goes down right after Infinity War, and now she's the most powerful thing in the world. It would seem too convenient, I would think. So you have to sort of give that backstory to, exp to unexplain. Why do you have this overpowered character that never showed her face earlier on? If you try to just include that all in one movie after the fact, I personally, I don't know about the character. I wouldn't believe it. I'd be like, that's bullshit. So you're it's saying a convenient, that, convenient way to solve this thing. But you're saying that she was around in the 90s, but while they was fighting Ultron, who was lifting up whole cities, right? They didn't call her then. Maybe she was doing other things. Again, this movie probably explain why she wasn't there, and so it would make sense to you why they didn't call her then and why she couldn't come. I'm assuming. I'm going to say she was out in space. Right. Now the only problem is, is that the the question should be why didn't Samuel Jackson call her? You know. That's my thing. As far as what she's not doing, it's like okay, she's out in space, so she can't help. But he didn't put put the phone call in. Like what the hell? Oh, well, I don't know. I, I assume this movie is going to tell you why. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, but I don't personally don't care for the character. Not because I have anything against it. I just don't really. She doesn't seem like it's that cool of a character to me from everything that they got to use. But I, I know they want that Wonder Woman money, so they gonna pull they don't pull the trigger on it. But yeah, and, and she would whip Wonder Woman's ass. But I digress. Uh, yeah, but I mean, just saying, like, if you was somebody was to ask you, what would you want to see next? I wouldn't want to see Captain America, or excuse me, Captain Marvel movie next. I'm like, eh. I want to see a She-Hulk or a Namor movie first. Yeah, that'd be cool. You're not going to see Namor until they get Fantastic Four back together. <clears throat> then you'll see I, Namor. I don't want to see any more Fantastic Four movies on screen. You, no one, they can't be done right as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I can mm -hmm. see that point too. 
They've had what five shots at it? Four? Five. Three. No, they had that uh, that Roger Corman bullshit. Oh, nobody saw that. <laughs> two Tim Story movies, and then yeah, four. They, you haven't can't get had, back- they haven't had Kevin Feige do it yet, so I'm sure he'll give it a shot. Yeah, Marvel hasn't done one yet. Right. And what's funny is the Flash did. Like one of the things is how how do you show whenever you see Reed Richard using his powers, it looks silly to me. To me. But the Flash producers managed to do it. Um, what's the guy, uh, Elongated Man, on the TV show? I hate him. He looked convincing. I, I, they need to study that before they even talk about doing it. And they need to make the thing see. Nah, they, they don't need to. <laughs> study themselves to get that everyone right. Make the thing CG. And the torches never looked right to me either on any of these movies. Hmm. Well, they, they we did see. Speaking of that, uh, you know, the new interview with uh, Bob Iger. Oh, and they asked him about the X Men. I think they did Fantastic Four too, but uh, they they got locked into the X Men. He basically was like, "Yeah, you know, Kevin Feige got he, he gonna take care of that." So that should be interesting. I'm curious to see how they, they introduce that into it. All those actors are like, "Damn, we out of a job already." <laughs> <laughs> so what's her name Sophie whatever her name and she's like Game of Thrones is wrapping up I was counting on that paycheck <laughs> hmm. yeah we'll see I, I'm very curious to see Captain Marvel right now it's, it's on the level of Ant-Man and the Wasp to me which I still yep. have not seen that movie yep. but uh, <laughs> I know it's coming out on home video must be soon because it's got it's sitting up on my thing to buy so it must be coming out pretty soon so I'll watch it then you haven't seen that yet. I nah, seen it. I wanted to, but I just it is I don't know, it wasn't a pull to me like all the other ones. I was like, eh. It's just okay. You're not really missing. The yeah, first I one could tell. Yeah. First one was far better. Yeah. So I mean the first one wasn't that good either to me. Oh, uh, the first one was one of the best Marvel movies, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I said interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh speaking of rewatching movies real quick, I you know, Solo is out now on uh, home video. Uh, so I said, you know what? Let me try and watch this again. It can't, they ain't all that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I made it maybe an hour into it. And then it just starts to drag the whole Kessel Run thing. I actually really like the guy playing Han Solo. Like to me now watching it, I was like, you know what? That's Han Solo right there. I can see what they were trying to do. But everything around it and what he's doing, I don't, it's boring. But in terms of the actor, I could see how he kind of, he's pulling a little bit. I was like, I kind of can see this being Han. But the movie just starts to get boring and loses its steam. I like the train sequence which comes actually very early in the movie now that I see it again but there's so much more movie left after that I was just like ah. I started falling asleep again at home I'm falling asleep I was like damn and then you know Danny Glover or Donald Glover excuse me I'm gonna say what, what? I missed that yeah, I was, this, is a, this is a new <laughs> yeah, Donald Glover I was just, eh. the whole you know what was annoying to me was that robot Yes. Mm, yeah. It didn't hit me as much at the theater, but now watching it, I was like, "Shut 
up. Like, this is so corny. It's, uh. and I haven't, so I didn't even finish the movie. I was like, this is a bad Star Wars movie. I, this should have never been released. It's, I don't know how you make a Han Solo movie if you're going to do it. I see why you do it. I, I, I would caution against it, but that that's basically, to a certain degree, that's Indiana Jones. How do you mess that up? Well, they messed up yeah. Crystal Skull, so I guess that answers my questions. <laughs> yeah, well, the first mess up is if you're not going to get Harrison, which you, you can't, obviously, but it, it just... I don't know, man. There's so much wrong with that movie and it just hurts the brand to me i don't really i thought it, it to me they should have just charged it to the game and just said we're not putting this out scrap it like they did with uh the kevin hart was the kevin hart movie we we're talking about you were talking about earlier the toy what was it the movie you were talking about that they never even put out oh with all the yeah i mean there's no brand to tarnish on that <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> but yeah this I would but you know I, hey it is what it is but I like that Kevin Feige no, Kevin, Bob Iger said they're gonna they're gonna push the pump the brakes on these Star Wars movies well I'm glad he said that cause yeah they can't be pumping them out like that just bring it all way down the quality not gonna be there you know um man anything else before we uh Real quick, um, I was trying to find the thing on Kevin Hart on his comedy show in the gym. I found a clip from Muscle Madness, and he's there working out. Hey, I take back what I said about Kevin. He's not rocking up. He's putting in the work. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything because I would got clowned. <laughs> uh, Kev, Kevin's handling business in the gym. Yeah, he's known for his workouts, man. <laughs> he's working the fuck out. Um, <clears throat> on to... Um, Two more things real quick. I had the opportunity to watch a couple of documentaries this week. The first one was on Ahmet Ertegun, the founder of Atlantic Records. And that was incredibly interesting. He's one of the few independent label heads who was actively involved from day one up to the day he sold it to Warner Brothers in 19, oh God, 68, I believe, or, or 74, right around there. And his premise when he set up Atlantic was unabashedly, I like R&B, this is what we do here. And his first signing was, I believe her name was Ruth Brown. And that's what got him started. And the reason he delved into rock in the 60s is he was over in England with Wilson Pickett, you know, another one of his signings, and he hears a guitar player playing the blues, and he's all, Wilson, I don't know your guitar player could do that. And Wilson said, my guitar player is at the bar. Turns out the guitar player he heard, Eric Clapton. Hmm. And signed him on the spot. And then he went all through England and found a lot of blues-based guitar bands and put them all out. And Where did you watch this at? This this is on DVD. I bought this oh, okay. when I bought his uh, biography. And the last thing on Erdogan is this, especially in light of today's revelations, how the music industry has been just taking woeful advantage of the artist for years. In 80, 83, 84, 
Ruth Brown went to Atlanta and said, you guys owe me money. And, you know, Erdogan said, you know what? You're right. Get, get it right with her. So he was out way out in front on that. Uh, so I got to give none but dap to him. The other one is on Netflix called Quincy. It is about the legend, the icon, Quincy Jones. You know, this man's resume and accomplishments impact and influence speaks volumes. There will never be another Quincy Jones. Never. It starts off in his hometown in Chicago and cuts in and out of present day and his past and people he's worked with. At one point, and I didn't know this, but at one point, he was the musical director for the Frank Sinatra band, Mm -hmm. and in that band was Count Basie and his orchestra. Yeah. I had no idea. And he's worked with everyone. You know, the guy was nominated for 79 Grammys, won 27 of them, and yes, Q, before John Legend, Quincy has Grammy, Tony, Oscar, and Emmy. The guy was and is amazing. He addresses his shortcomings. You know, he does do that. And when there's a clip they show, <clears throat> right when he started to work with Michael Jackson off the wall, and, you know, for those of you who don't know the story, I know Mike knows it, but when Mike was looking to do a solo album, he went to Quincy as they were working on the set of The Wiz and said, do you know anyone? Quincy's like, let me get back to you. After the film wrapped up, Quincy said, I'll do it. I'll take a swing at it. And Mike's like, great. And that meant that Quincy brought the Quincy team with him. Greg Filling Games, Rod Temperton, Bruce Sweeting, or Swyden, I can't pronounce his name, and all the people they had access to. And they crafted a genius you know, classic and off the wall. And then again, we know where it went from there. And Quincy, the guy is amazing. Highly, highly recommend this one. Started on Netflix last night. Is it just like one movie or is it episode? One film. No, it's one film. Yeah, there's a, I can't think of what it's called, but when you talked about Frank Sinatra, one of those classic, that was an album or a TV show video movie or something but it was you know it was Frank the whole Brat Pack and it was produced the music was you know produced oh, uh, by uh, uh, Quincy Jones and uh, Oceans 11 Say it again Was it Oceans 11 No 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 it's a performance uh they did a as a one of those like classic album it was a performance with Frank and Sammy and all those guys but Quincy Jones was the conductor or produced the music uh, it's one of Frank's like biggest works, and I think they made it. They filmed it too. I can't think of the name of it, but yeah, I mean he was plugged in with all them cats. Speaking of Frank, uh, at one point, <clears throat> this was during the time they were touring together. They got to Vegas, and at the time Vegas was real segregated, and they get to the hotel. I forget the name of the hotel, if, and they may not even mention it. And they tell Frank that, well, you know, your band can't stay here. Frank is like, is that right? If my band can't stay here, I don't need to play here. So what are you going to do? And that spoke volumes. Frank's like, look, we're a team. Either we all stay and we'll do the show or we'll go somewhere else. That simple. Mm. Frank, Frank would, and I, I know about Frank in his later years 
But Frank was that guy. And when he wanted the best for his band, he's all, get me Quincy Jones. And there you go. He went on and got Quincy. And Quincy had done so much music, when he decided to get into film and television, someone went to Henry Mancini, one of the studios, and said, well, can a black guy score film for white people? Henry Mancini laughed at him. He's like, uh, yeah, they could do that. <laughs> and Quincy did a ton of films, a ton of TV, you know, his solo albums. The guy is just truly, truly legendary. And again, highest recommendation. I'm going to check that out, actually. I'm going to watch that. Well, I, speaking of that, uh, I got another topic. Uh, speaking of Netflix, did anybody actually sit down and watch Iron Fist season two? I'm at season episode three, and it's kind of it is a little slow. I can't lie. Oh God! <laughs> Literally, what is? It? I think there's twelve episodes, Big Sexy. Is it twelve? Oh. I'm guessing yeah. ten, maybe twelve. Yeah. Let's say there's ten. They could have told us story in three. It doesn't really get. I'm, it doesn't get going until the third to the last episode. I'm telling you, I don't know what all this, all the crap was, but the uh, with uh, Wade it was in Ward, the brother, and Joy, the sister, and there's a character which I'm not familiar with. Maybe you are. Uh, her name was is it Bloody Mary or Typhoid Mary? Typhoid Mary. That's totally, my girl. Totally unnecessary in the story. You could have got, you could have not had her character at all, and it wouldn't have mattered. And in, Dare, in the Daredevil books, she's real. I don't know what they're doing with her on Iron Fist. But over in the Daredevil books, yeah, she ain't the one to step to. She's played by um, the the Kelvin Carol Marcus, uh, Alice Eve. She's played by the chick who married um, Vinnie Chase in the finale of Entourage. Is that her? That's her. Hmm. I seem to remember her looking a lot better in the Entourage. That character, uh, wow, okay, I had to look at that again. But I guess no one really watched it other than me and Big, and Big <laughs> I can't so, do it, man. It's trash in, trash out. Mm-mm. So yeah, now wait a minute. You've been you've been clowning all the Netflix. You gonna clown all of the Netflix series? No, I, Punisher was dope to me. I watched that Daredevil. But the other ones, I'm cool, man. I watched a few of Jenny or Jessica Jones, like the first season. It was okay. Uh, the other one, you know, Luke Cage, I watched the first season. Luke, I didn't even watch this. I watched maybe three or four episodes of this, maybe two episodes of the second season. I'm cool. Like, it's, it's, it's not than- terrible, but there's so many other better things for me to be watching. I just don't have time to watch, in my opinion, it was mediocre TV. I, I can't watch it. I don't care enough about them characters to be watching it. Well, the second it. season of Luke Cage is better than the first. It might be. I just, I, I was like, I... <laughs> it was like it's cool, but I'm cool. There's again to me. There's other things that are way better, so I'm gonna watch that first. And if I can cycle back, I'll come back and check it out. But I'm I'm good on Marvel. I'm good on Marvel Netflix. I just can't separate. I can watch. I can watch Infinity War, Black Panther all day. I can't go back and go. It don't make no. It just uh, the quality is not the same. I, I can't do it. Now, I'm excited that uh, they announced they're going to be doing TV series on Loki and uh, what's the, is it Scarlet Witch? 
What? And they're going to use the real actors. You know, I'm excited for that. Now, this is Kevin Feige's spirit. Hey, that's, that's Disney Play, isn't it? That's not on network TV. No, this right? is going to be on their streaming service. The Disney service, right? Yeah, they're they going to do some Marvel TV shows there, but they're using the real actors. And, you know, they got Kevin Feige, the real people behind the movies doing them. I'm excited for that because I know that means they're going to have the quality. You know, it's going to be way different than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all the other kind of stuff. So I'm excited for that. Oh, you're knocking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too. Okay. I'm cool, man. I have never watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I can't take you a side. you never game. watched it in five nope. years? Yeah, ain't missing nothing. Yes, he is. Don't say that. <laughs> he ain't missing I mean, I'm not saying it's terrible. I've seen there's some good episodes on there, but I have more problem with that show only because it's supposed to be directly going back and forth with Avengers. I don't know if they do that now. But I can't, no. I can't. The quality is not there, man. I, I respect when they had Sam Jackson on there, and they were trying to tie it together. But it's, once they got to the Inhumans and all that, I it was they doing too much for me. Oh, that Inhuman show. Well, I also heard yeah. that Marvel <sighs> Marvel is going to be producing uh, a, a a series for ABC. Featuring some uh, some of their female superheroes, and I'm like, why is Marvel fucking with Netflix, ABC, and launching a streaming service? Why why would they even produce something for network TV? Why are they still messing with network TV? Well, if it's their own network, I suppose they would, but they do own ABC. ABC. I know, but why? I mean, they ain't gonna cancel ABC channels. I guess they still gotta make money over here. why? I mean, ABC network rating, ABC network ratings are down across the board. Why would you invest in? I mean, you already got a lineup. Just roll with that and put the stuff on the the, the uh, this new service you're gonna launch. Well, that service ain't gonna be getting more ratings than that TV channel. It's fact. Everybody still is on wired for eat. satellite Netflix. Yes, yet, they gotta eat. I mean, it's still there. Own it. It's still there. So I, why wouldn't they have their own content on their own channel? I guess no matter where that channel is. But hey, if it ain't the level of the movies, or I won't be watching it. I don't care which characters they got. <laughs> cool. But uh, let's get wrap things. I will tell you this: what I am watching quickly is uh, Greenleaf season three. I'll take that ten times over any Marvel show. Any. Really? Any. Just great drama field. No slow points TV. There was a scene on episode five at the end. I just watched it last night. That's some of the best acting I've seen in ages. And there's a young child doing it. I was just like, whoa. Almost had me in tears. Mm -hmm. But that's Is that an Amazon Prime show? That is, uh, and I don't... It's the Oprah channel, which I don't have. OWN? Oh. Yeah. So I, I just bought the, the show on Voodoo. So that's how I watch it. Um, so I just bought the season straight out. But yeah, it's it's I, I love that. The first season is on Netflix. That's when I first got hooked onto it. Blew through that. I was like, God, this is some good stuff. And then the second season, I bought that on the Xbox as it was coming on TV. So, you know, I had to. Could watch it as it came out, loved it. Actually, second season may be on Netflix. I don't know. And then they're on the third season. 
I think they just did the first five episodes. Now they're going to take like a month break and come finish it out. And I already heard they already picked it up for season four. So that's a good show. I, I really like that. That's the one about the, the church? church? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Good stuff. They had Patty LaBelle was on one of the episodes. Uh, that was funny. Well, on a completely unrelated topic, <laughs> sports-wise, I just came across this. Um, Mark Garagos, the attorney for Colin Kaepernick, has said it is very possible that his client may be signed this week. Speculation is Oakland, New England, and Cleveland are looking to sign this guy. Now, the Raiders have come out and said indirectly that Colin's skill set doesn't work with what they do. I can see that. Um, in Cleveland, though, their starter, Terod Taylor, went down with an injury, and their number one overall draft pick, Baker Mayfield, came out Monday night and did the damn thing, put a victory up. And Cleveland, again, I'm not speculating, or I have no inside knowledge of what they're going to do or not do, but if Cleveland does sign this guy, Terod Taylor, you're gone. You got to go. Because maybe they don't want to have the quarterback controversy that's going to happen when your number one overall guy comes in off the bench, you know, team's losing at the half and he takes them to a W. I don't know. I don't know. Patriots don't have a backup worth a damn right now. And Brady can't play forever, even with these idiotic rule changes. So they may be looking at him. And the Patriots are notorious for not giving a damn about the media that comes with the player. That's the team that took a look at Tim Tebow and then as a quarterback and realized his skill set ain't what we do here. They brought in Chad Johnson, formerly Chad Ochocinco, and he couldn't grasp their playbook, got rid of him. They also brought in Randy Moss, who had been, you know, difficult to deal with in certain places. He went up there and set the re receiving yardage and took him to an undefeated season, even though they lost in the Super Bowl. So, New England will take a shot. So, if they do sign him, I will not be surprised. Man, something tell me, he, he already making bank off this off these licenses. He Just retire. Don't bang yourself up. And he can make He's money. a quarterback. He will never get banged up. He's punk-ass rule changes, but that's a whole other discussion. But as a quarterback, he ain't going to get banged up. Trust I'm me. Saying, he's created a new niche market for himself. I don't... I'm not, I'm not not saying I know, but if I if I were him, I'd be like, man, I don't need that. I'm, if I get out in the field, I don't need to deal with the drama of the reception I'm going to get. I go over here, get this money, start new, um, I don't know, nonprofits and charities and speaking engagements, and make damn near the same amount of money. Well, I think he's proven that it ain't about the money to him. So <laughs> he he will probably see coming back as a as the ultimate win and standing up for you, the whole point of what he did. I don't think he's doing it strictly for the money. But You know, granted, I have questioned his uh, ability to grasp playbooks just based on watching him play. But if he wants to come back and they give him a shot, and if this is what you do, man, go do what you do. You know, if the Patriots can give you a shot, take it. I just, on a pure uh, Palpatine level, I, I want him to come back just to see it all. 
I know they're going to be oh, mad, so mad. I want, I'm dropping, I'm not buying no more tickets. People you, protesting outside. I, I just can't. I'm sit back. Yes. And the thing is, if he comes back like Michael Vick did, when, because people, oh, yeah, I'm going to park out the Eagles. Ah. Michael Vick went up there and lit the Eagles up. I'm sure the Patriots would be okay with that. I, Good old boys know, ain't going to be okay with that. I don't care if you win every game. That black bastard not standing Fuck. for the military. And it's, it's New England, too. Oh, Boston's the most racist city on the planet. That's what I'm saying. That's my point. He's going to be catching hell. Well, the NFL is going to be catching hell. That's who's going to catch hell. NFL. I, I want to see it go down. I want to see NFL Trump. Catch, NFL, NFL should be banned from TV until they are. get rid of that unpatriotic. <laughs> Yeah, there was some movie, I forget the movie, but it was a, a movie about football and race, and one of the the quarterback was getting upset because his oh it was um oh, what was that movie? Shit, oh, I can't think of the name of the movie. But it had to do it was in the fifties, and they had some uh they had a black quarterback, and he and his line wasn't blocking for him. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name. I, there was one guy named Sunshine. He, they thought he was all. They, they all thought he was gay or something. They tried to go into a bar. In the fifties, and they got kicked. I, was it the fifties? Maybe it wasn't the fifties. Not cute. <laughs> Niggas playing. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is gonna drive me crazy. Well, I know the listeners oh, my, is like. Uh, remember uh, the remember Titans. the Titans. Woo, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the fifties, and it was the sunshine. It was, it was gay. It was, it was, uh, Denzel. <laughs> Shut up, man. Lord. <laughs> My point is, is I don't want to see. I don't. I hate the Patriots. I hate them with a passion. I don't want to have to like them because they hired the brother who made it, who took a stand. Whoa. All right. All right. We um, got, wait. Hold on, Mike. Come on. Yeah. Ant, you still there? Yes, sir. Do yes, you uh, want to shed a little light on what you just put in the chat here? No, we, we ain't got time for that. I can look at this guy's picture uh, and <laughs> nothing he could possibly. <laughs> it's a goofy-ass looking dude. Um, we, we're not going there. We don't give time for fools. Um, all right, man, we got to wrap this thing up. This has been a long show, about two hours and 30 minutes to be exact. Uh, q Strong, where can I find you? Uh, you can find me in a number of places. Red Shirts of Star Trek podcast. You can Google that. Uh, Real Q Storm. Real Q Storm. R E E L Q Storm to see some movie reviews. Ain't no movies come out that I'm going to pay for in the last minute. So it's the last one was up there is a Black Black Klansman. But go check that out. And then check check out videos that I'm putting up on uh, lwagarms.com. Uh, if you're a new newcomer to guns and firearms, go check that out. And uh, yeah, that's it. All right, Ampoo. You can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram at Ampoo. All right, I'm gonna be Ampoo. Do me, do do it. Somebody say Ampoo. Ampoo. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> I didn't answer. Like fuck you, Mike. <laughs> Maybe be so laid back. You don't be smoking when you're doing a show, do you? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Snoop Dogg over there. Put the smoke yeah, on. Turn the mic back on. Uh, hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just fucking you. Damn. <laughs> you know, can I say something about that? I just had to take another hit just to get past that. <laughs> See, there you go. See. I, you know what? I've never been high, and I really want to try once. What is it like? Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's so hard to explain, man. It's different for it? different people. Okay, Mike, you got... You got can I get 30 seconds real quick? Go ahead. So I remember once in, I don't think I've told a story before. I, I was once in college. Uh, my my, my uh, roommate, who was still a good friend of mine, and all, all his boys were in the room. They're, they're all friends of mine. And they wouldn't let me. They, what kind they, of story they, is this? It ain't, it's nothing. It ain't, ain't Bruce nothing. Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> you don't want to follow that, not me. And, uh, mm-hmm. They wouldn't let me out of. They had the towel. They wet the towel uh, and had it under the. What? Hang on now. Why don't y'all be mature? Oh. Okay. Oh. Oh. Well. They put, they put it underneath the door so none of the smoke would get out, right? Mm. And I was like, man, I, 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 I really want to leave. You ain't going nowhere. And they sit down. I'm like, okay. And so I just remember I was trying to do some school, some work for uh, an exam or something. I had a couple in a couple days. And they had on the blue light, right? And they was they had on some I don't remember what they were listening to, to some music or something, right? And getting high. And my my notebook had a yellow cover. And I accidentally put it under the blue light. And I just remember being fascinated that the the it made my notebook cover turn green. Okay. Now was I high? Was I high? I thought you were about to go somewhere else with that light. Like, that sounds like what you got is called a contact high. A contact, okay. Interesting. All right. Well, Q, is it is it legal in your city there to smoke that? I don't know. I, I I'm gonna say this for the first time. I I know I'll never do this. I will never do it. I could. I have some friends that could hook it up. Here we go. <laughs> I'd be curious to know what it's like to try cocaine. Wow. It's exposed. <laughs> is there a problem now, saying that? Well, I see, I, 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 I got some people that hook it up now. I could. Get, I thought you were talking about weed. You're talking about coke? Man, sit down, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just curious. You I can't see. I could. I got the connect, man. I got. You know, the cue is always so gangster. It's so funny. Like, me. No, oh, it's my uh, man up in. Now, nah, don't, don't, no, don't, don't. Now you snitch. Yeah, don't. I'm not saying nobody's don't. name. Shut no, up. No, but you now you're impl- no. implicating no. that you know people no. and where he they at. And, he, he's an old rock and roll dude. He hey, 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 hey. Not on my if show. On, if you're on Q's Facebook page, look for the old rock and roll dude. Yeah, go for Q for any answers on where to get the coke. Not here. I don't know nothing about it, I, nor do I condone. <laughs> It connects or any of that type of stuff. I'm not curious. Is it that that sensitive? I mean, I I know you're a Chris Rock fan, but I think you want to be pooky. I know. I know you I know you like Bill Maher and everything, but you ain't got to be like that. Bill Maher don't do coke. You look like a coke. Crack? Crack? No. I'm not fucking with crack. Ah, Cute. It's the same goddamn thing. It's not. How you know? Gateway. Because I saw New Jack City for one. Oh, <laughs> and oh I God. Read, I read. You listen. You listen. You listen. 
crack cocaine is a far more concentrated uh, version of cocaine. No. I, I would advise you to stay away from uh, how that. You know? How do you know? I actually know it. Never mind. I ain't there you go. Moving right along here. <laughs> you talking about me? Okay, right. All right. So you're saying there's no difference between crack cocaine and cocaine? Oh, Lord. You do, you do realize crack cocaine is rocked cocaine? I understand that, but are you saying there's no difference between the two? And actually, yes, there's difference. Cocaine right. is worse, but it's the same stuff. I it's like it's like saying Indo Kush Chronic. Mm. It's all weed. I understand, but it's like also saying you have different concentrations of, let's say, acid when you have pH levels. It's not the same because some's more intense okay. than others. We're gonna say you're right, Q, and we're gonna keep it moving. We're not having a crack cocaine debate on this show. <laughs> I don't know what, how you brothers, but we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, we're not. This ain't. Yeah, we ain't talking about this. The barbershop, man. No, I don't know what barbershop you. I don't go to that barbershop. Not, not that one. Not, I don't go to the Crackers Whack barbershop. <laughs> yeah, for Whitney. Uh, big sexy working in front you. Wow. Twitter, WSE Mark, and Facebook under Mark Wiggins, and Instagram is still bullshit. All right, there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, please do not think that we are dope heads. Uh, <laughs> no, man. <here. laughs> we, don't, we don't support that. Uh, we don't got nothing to do with that. I know that. I know that they got us on the BIE watch list already, but we're not in the drugs. Um, so there you go. Uh, listen, we'll hear you'll hear us back next week. I'm gonna be in Hawaii for next week, hey visiting my kids. I can't wait for that to be a good time. Uh, get out there and get some sun. But with that said, work it like a job. We will see you next time. Peace.